In the past couple of days, we have been getting a trickle of emails from Hunter Biden that implicate Joe Biden. And all of a sudden, I, I, I saw the for the first time this idea that news organizations had to be verified. It was funny. You know, so, so the New York Post puts out this, this story and they're like, here's an email showing that this guy is saying, thanks for introducing me to your dad, Hunter Biden. Thanks for the opportunity to meet and spend time together. And then all of a sudden I hear from these leftists and these journalists, well, the story is not verified. And I'm like, since when do we ever wait for a news organization to get third party verification to determine whether or not we allow it to exist? Then all of a sudden we saw the Washington Post come out saying Rudy Giuliani is is part of is a victim of a Russian smear campaign, disinformation campaign. Then Facebook and Twitter banned the story outright. Then they put warning links on a government website. The entirety of the establishment is freaking out over these emails and they're only getting worse. And now Rudy Giuliani is saying 10 days before the election, he's going to drop something even bigger. Proof of Joe Biden's corruption. We'll see how things play out. But I think it's it's fair to say the establishment in all its forms, from Wall Street donors to big tech to the mainstream media, they are in a panic over this. And I will say, though, however, I, the, New York, the New York Post is fairly mainstream media, to be honest. So it's just weird goings on. We can see where the Democrats have their allies and where they don't. But we're going to talk all about this today. We got, uh, of course, Ian. Hi. We got people here. Ian's, Ian, Ian's hanging out. So. We got uh, uh, Lydia's hanging out as well. Hello. Am and I then here? we got we got uh, we got a rock star in the house. We, we do. Phil Labonte from <gasps> All That Remains. I'm so excited. Hello. Yeah. So uh, I guess my, my I, I, quick question before we get in all this stuff: Are you a Trump supporter? Or are you a conservative? Uh, I'm a libertarian with a small L. Um, yeah. Which most libertarians are pretty quick to be like, ah, I'm not a big L party libertarian guy. Um, that I understand. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, the, that guy took his clothes off on stage that one time. The party has a lot of problems. <laughs> um, the party overall, the fact that they have uh, some very far left libertarians uh, in the party and, and they are making space for people that really don't acknowledge property rights, which I think is fundamental. Um, you know, that's a, that's yeah. a, a big party problem, but generally I'm a libertarian. Um, I voted for Trump in 2016 because, uh, I did not want to see Hillary Clinton, mm -hmm. uh, win, uh, a little side, uh, at the time I was married and my ex-wife had security clearances and stuff like that. And had my ex-wife done what Hillary Clinton had done, they'd have thrown her in jail with, you know, there, there wouldn't have been any kind of. Um, they would have epoxied the bars. Yeah, There's no key. It's yeah, just, you're in there forever. Go to jail. Go directly to jail. Do not pass go. Um, weld the door. Weld the bars shut. Exactly. <laughs> just just like uh, just like the Chinese were doing in in in, uh, in the uh, the what's the town that the uh, Wuhan Wuhan. Wuhan yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So yeah, they they would have tossed her in jail, and so I I couldn't vote for someone that you know had had broken the law like that. So um, this election, I'm going to be voting for Joe Jorgensen. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not the guy that thinks that one vote is is going to change anything. So my voting for Jorgensen uh, is really a conscience vote because uh, if I had my way, we'd have a much smaller government. Um, but that means you're voting for Trump. <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what I love. about Maybe it does. Or if you're not, people say, oh, if you're voting for Joe Jorgensen. You're voting for Trump or you're voting for Joe Biden. That's, so I, 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 I think I tweeted this joke. I was like, I know how to vote. I know how to functionally vote twice by only voting once. Yeah. And to vote third party because then the Trump supporters are like, you're voting for Biden. And the Biden supporters are like, you're voting for Trump. Well, I guess I voted for both by voting for George Jorgensen. You know, All three, yeah. Yeah. If it works out that way, that's fine with me. But it's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a personal vote for me because the libertarian 
ideas are really good in my opinion and you've seen the you've seen that meme oh yeah the, the, <laughs> the, fox. the fox yeah <laughs> yes. no, oh, this majestic looking fox and then this weird all oh, decrepit yeah. so and joe, i think that's reflective of reality joe um, seems cool but that tweet about anti-racism was kind of freaky yeah i think that uh i think that most likely she was not aware of the context that surround those phrases she it's, seems it's, like a normie i talked yeah, to her but, real but quick. listen uh, it was kind of weird for me to see the, the, the libertarian candidate telling people we must do anything. Yep. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Yep. No, 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 no. Yep. Must do something. I don't mm -hmm. care if she said we must have, you know, uh, uh, you know, Twinkies from the, from the gas station. I'd be like, we mustn't do anything. Don't tell me what to do. I totally agree. That was, that was, that was it for me. I mean, granted, I think the anti-racism stuff is just like legit racism yeah. just with a different name. Yeah. It's clearly racist. When yeah. Spencer retweeted Ibram Kendi the other day, you know, really? and he was, you didn't know that Richard Spencer. <laughs> he did? So oh, Ibram Kendi. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He said Amy, not wrong, right? Amy Barrett. Yeah, when Amy Barrett, someone Kendi was, was criticizing Amy Barrett because she adopted Haitian mm -hmm. kids. Yeah, and so then Spencer <laughs> just goes, "He's not wrong." Da -da -da -da, wow, and it's that's like amazing. But they, you know, they, you know, what they like doing. They like saying, "Well, uh, you know, he's just pretending so that he can yeah. hurt the Democrats." It's like, what are you talking about? The dude's been completely honest. Like he's he's comfortable with being called a white nationalist. I'm not. I'm I'm not convinced he's lying about what he's saying now. Yeah, yeah. And there are a lot of people that that I know that I'm friendly with that uh, or that I'm friends with that are of the same mind. They're like, oh, I think it's a, you know, it's he's he's lying. He's only saying that to yeah. to help Trump and blah blah blah. But if Spencer is honest about his white nationalist goals, which I don't see any reason to think that he's not, he definitely didn't get out of Trump what he was hoping to get out of Trump. He Tr said Trump that. passed no legislation that benefited right. the whites, you know, so yeah. um, it makes sense that he would be, well, the guy that's going to support critical race theory and raise racial consciousness hopefully among white people is joe biden so i'm going to vote for joe biden and and if you if you understand it like that it makes sense the guy that's going to be saying it's okay to have critical race theory all over the place and hopefully have more white people being aware that they're white and blah 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 you know it's it's in my opinion it's a terrible thing that's not how you base someone's value but it makes sense if you're you know, if you're a racist, that's like, well, who's going to go ahead and make people think about race a lot? You know, you know about repealing Prop 209 in California, I right? I do. I do. So this is we, we talk about it quite a bit because it's probably one of the most shocking bits of legislation we've seen coming from the Democrats. It's Prop 16, repeal Prop 209, and it strikes the civil rights legislation from the California Constitution pertaining to public employment, contracting and education. So if you have Donald Trump, who says it is a violation of civil rights law to tell people that certain races are better or worse. That's critical race theory. And then you have the Democrats saying, we literally want to make it legal to discriminate based on race. Who do you think the races are going to vote for? They're not going to vote for Trump. Trump's saying we have a civil rights law in this country. Yeah. The Democrats are like, we're, we're actively repealing those. Well, then all of a sudden the white nationalists are like, oh, that sounds good, I guess. Yeah. I, you know, and I've had, again, conversations with people that I'm friendly with and, and they either are unaware of what the implications of repealing that law uh, are, or uh, they just say, oh, I don't think that that's going to happen. Or, they, that's what I, I hear. There's a lot. a lot of dismissal. There's a lot of people that are, you know, and I understand not everybody's extremely online. And I, I qualify as an extremely <laughs> online person. Fair enough. But just because everyone isn't extremely online doesn't mean that 
you know, that, that they're wrong, you know, and, and brushing off something isn't a good idea. You know, how they like to push that narrative of like the white supremacists everywhere and like the evil white supremacist militias are yeah. coming. So I, I have like I've, I've asked friends and I'll say, which do you think is more dangerous, the far left or the far right? And of course, the press, like, oh, the far right easily. And why is that? Because they're Nazis, they're white supremacists, all that stuff. I say, OK, so you think there's a prominent faction of like white supremacists, mil- mil- militant people going around and they're ready to take power and they're going to go to war and they're fighting for Trump and all that stuff. And they're like, oh, you know it. So don't you think that if you repealed the law that uh, made it illegal to discriminate based on race, these rampant white supremacist organizations take advantage of that and then start creating white only spaces? They're like, well, I mean, I don't know. I'm like, well, but there's a, there's a, a bunch of these people, right? They're everywhere. Aren't there? There's millions of them. Okay, so if you repeal this law, then they're going to start forming. Well, mm, oof. It doesn't make sense. No justification for what they're doing. It doesn't it make makes, sense. It doesn't. And I've heard a lot of uh, excuse making where they're like, well, I think you're looking too far into what it might be instead of what they're trying to do. And I was like, and? I know what they're trying to do. They're trying. What they're publicly saying is they want affirmative action back. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Did, did affirmative action go away in, in that's California? What it, that's, what, that's what basically, you can't discriminate based on race. You can't have affirmative action. Okay. I so, didn't realize that they, that I thought that there were still affirmative action laws in. Uh, I, I, I don't know what, to what extent they do it, but what they're arguing is that the repealing of Prop 209, it's called the affirmative action bill, repeal yeah. Prop 209. Yeah. And, I, and I laugh because every, every, every activist website and every voter information database says this bill will make it legal to have affirmative action. And I'm like, you could write this bill and make it legal to have a white-only government building. It does the exact same thing, but yep. they choose which one to highlight. Instead of giving the voters the information about what they're voting on, yep. they cherry-pick the most, you know, the one that sounds good. It, it, you, you, could, you could even say, this one helps the state get, you know, do away with evil racism. Sure, yep. it's an opinion. It's, it's framing. That's what we're going that's, that's to uh, get. Yeah. I, I think it's a, I think it's a, uh, a bad idea. Um, as I've heard people make the state's rights uh, argument, which I blows my mind because I'm like, you're you're making a state's right rights argument about racism. You realize <laughs> that we had a war about that, right? Yeah, that's what the, the <laughs> argument that this, yep. the South made was we have the state's right to keep people enslaved. And we fought a war and said, no, you don't. Yeah. And now you're making that argument again. Well, it so blows my mind when yeah. when Joe tweeted this, she she tweeted she tweeted that slogan. It's not enough to not be racist. We must actively be anti-racist. Clearly, she doesn't know what she's saying. The first thing is libertarian shouldn't be saying what we must do for one thing. But the scarier thing is that she, her willingness to repeat it without knowing what it is 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 an, it's like outside of look. If she was serious about it, the anti-racist ideology is literal racism. Yeah, they just put that anti in front of it. The way I, I try I try to describe it to people is that racism is a spectrum. And racism and anti-racism are the exact same thing yeah. with different with different goals. But the goals, uh, I, I should say, with different um, – what's the right way to uh, – um, they're the same goals with the same belief structure but different emotions behind them. Almost, yeah, I think you're That's right, yeah. The only, thing, the, only th- the only difference is our emotions are different. It's, it's, it's racism where they claim they love you, but they need to discriminate against you for love versus racism based, based on hate. It's, it, it's, it's, to, to me, it almost seems like a mom mentality where you're like, I'm doing this for your own good. So let me just help you. You need me to make this difference for you. Whereas but it's, but other it's a, racism is like, I'm going to tell you what to do. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. So for her to tweet it out and then double down on it, 
Yep. And then the Libertarian Party doubled down on it. I saw a lot of people saying they wouldn't support the Libertarians over it because that's like freaking. I myself made a a big tweet and got into it with some people that were Libertarians. Uh, got into it with uh, Nick Sar Sarwark, who was the LP chair. You're for not a while. real Libertarian. Oh, you know, I mean, that's that's the that's how you know you're a real Libertarian uh -huh. is when someone tells you you're not a real Libertarian. Yeah. You ever see the uh, the groundskeeper Willie meme? Yes. Damn, well, libertarians, they ruined libertarianism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. And, you know, so I, I understand what you're saying. I got into it, like I said, with, with some of the, the left leaning libertarians, um, and with Sarwark himself. And I, I don't understand why, uh, the discourse around that was so dismissive about people that had a problem with it. Yeah. Um, other than, you know, when you say, Hey, look, anti racism isn't what, you think it is it's 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 not it, i describe anti-racism and racism uh like matter and antimatter yeah it's the same, the same thing it's just charged differently right yeah. that's that, like that's that. kind of like what yeah that's kind of try, try, uh, what i was trying to get at yeah it's like there's a different energy behind it but it has the same goal the same output yep. and i guess i guess the difference between that analogy though is if you took anti-racism and racism and put it together i guess <laughs> I guess you might actually get an explosion. I mean, it'd be kind of good if you could take all the racists and all the anti-racists and put, put them together, together and just no, blow yes, up. No, 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 I would love it. Because that, that's happened. A lot of, that's a lot of energy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so what, so what do you like about Joe? What's, what, what do you like about Libertarians? Uh, I like the, the party, fact that... The party. The, I, so I've heard you talk about um, the... I forget what it was called. The, the spectrum of, of caring, ver compassion, and, and how libertarians are just all liberty. I forget what the... Uh, oh, the, uh, the moral foundations. Yeah, the moral yeah. foundations. And, and I'm 100% on the same page with you because my entire worldview is I'm not looking for any particular result. I want people to be free. And that's the, that's the, the, what I hold, you know, as sacred people should be allowed to live their lives however they want and in any way that they see fit, as long as they're not harming anyone else. Yeah. And I think that that's the best way to allow people to design their life in a way that they best see fit to, you know, to affect their happiness. There are some so, challenges there, though. For instance, sure. borders. Borders, yeah. 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 I, so it's big, big libertarian argument. I was very much an open borders kind of libertarian. And then COVID <laughs> made me go, <laughs> yep. let hey, me rethink this. Yep. Think yep. That again. Um, because to, to be honest, the economic argument about borders to me makes sense, right? So you really shouldn't have any kind of uh, limitations on people going places to work. Um, and I'd always, I'd had... I'd had a grudging acceptance of borders because as long as there's some kind of uh, social safety net, you can't just let anyone come into the country and sign up for your social safety net. You right. have to have some kind of control over that because we're already a hundred trillion dollars in unfunded liabilities and, and all of the economic arguments. Um, but then when, when COVID hit, then I definitely was like, you know, it's probably a good idea for a country to have control over its borders and uh, and control over who's coming in and who's coming out. Yeah, the, 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 that's the big libertarian argument I hear a lot. It's you're not a real libertarian because you know imaginary borders. I actually got into an argument with this very like relatively well known libertarian who like started threatening me because I'm like pro borders. Uh, 
the way I describe myself is I would I'm left leaning libertarian on most things, but realism makes me more liberal because yeah. I, I think we need a little bit more authority, uh, not towards authoritarianism leading towards liberty, but a little bit. You need you need some kind of system in place to maintain yeah. these freedoms, because I guess the, 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 the concern is looking at it from a historical spe- perspective, the places that were just open and free to move about, you get taken advantage of yep. by either, you know, manipulative forces or yep. physical forces. So, but anyway, uh, to specifically onto the Libertarian Party, though, is there is there anything Joe Jorgensen, like in terms of her policies that... There's nothing specific about uh, Joe herself. It's the Libertarian... Libertarian Party platform is pretty good. Uh, a Libertarian executive who's not looking to be... Because I'm I'm on the same page as you are about uh, foreign interventionism and ending right, right. wars and stuff like yeah. that. Um, yeah. That to me is is a very big deal. Um, I'm a very pro two A kind of guy, so gun rights and, and stuff like that. Uh, I would love to see the ATF abolished. I would love to see a whole lot of government agencies abolished. Um, the police? No, not the, not the police. <laughs> um, FBI maybe, uh, yeah, or I mean, or, yeah, or shrink yeah, yeah. the FBI. You know, yeah. That, that, that's where I'm, I'm torn, especially because seeing like we have a lot of problem with the FBI, like to sort of set people up. It's not entrapment, but you send in a guy who then like starts nudging them. Come on, come on, do it, do it. And they're like, OK, fine. Ha-ha, you're under arrest. It's kind of like, yeah, OK, you're justifying your existence. Yeah, that's what happened to Randy Weaver at the at the Ruby Ridge thing is they they were yeah. they were trying to get him to, you know, oh, we got you on your shotgun was too short or whatever. And if you if you go and get involved with these guys then we'll go ahead and look the other way and it just you know went to crap considering but, uh, considering what they've been doing with i mean so now uh, actually let's jump into the hunter biden stuff because uh sure. so i don't know if you've been following up to date on all of this because we're getting this slow release of hunter biden information joe biden information but the story is this computer repair guy gets a laptop yep and after a couple months dude never shows back up the laptop had bo biden foundation sticker on it or something he opens it up because now it's, le- it's legally his property. It's been abandoned and he finds a bunch of emails. Apparently, he, con- he, he copied the hard drive and then gave it to the FBI, but then heard nothing back. And so then he started getting worried, thinking he was going to get killed and stuff like that. So then he gave it to Rudy Giuliani's lawyer, like, I don't know, I'm going to give it to you. So now there's serious questions about what did the FBI know? Because apparently they received this in December of 2019 when the impeachment inquiries were going on, which led into the impeachment hearing. And this was all based on Donald Trump's phone call with, uh, you know, the I, I think it was it the was it the president or prime minister of Ukraine or something Ukraine, like that. Yeah, I think so. Well, it was Ukraine, but the it was perfect like, phone call. The perfect yes, phone call, indeed. So he said, you know, people are are talking about this video. There was a video, a viral video, where Joe Biden was was laughing about how he ousted this prosecutor. Yeah. And he's like, "Son of a bee gets fired, ha ha, billion dollars." If you everyone don't, laughs. Everyone yeah. laughs. So Trump has his phone call. Probably saw some viral video on the internet. Didn't know much about it and passively was like, yeah, I just uh, I don't know if you know anything about this thing with with Biden. I saw and that was, it was really kind of but they launched this big impeachment thing over it, mm-hmm. which failed. The FBI had this had this hard drive. They had these emails in these emails. We've now learned so far in only, I think, three or four days that one of one of the executives for this company that Trump was asking questions about thanked Hunter Biden for introducing him, giving giving him the opportunity opportunity to meet his dad and spend time with him. Whether whatever that means, you can interpret the media is trying to claim it didn't mean he actually met him. That's just kind of weird. Spend so, t- I think spend time with him is pretty. I know. I know. I think so yeah. but maybe it meant Hunter Biden and not Joe. But I don't. I'm not buying it. It's just colloquially. So anyway, look, yeah. we we now have Tucker, Tucker Carlson last night did a segment where he said 
one about one month before Joe Biden went and got this prosecutor fired, there were communications from this company about needing to get U.S. officials to intervene on their behalf. And then it was only like a few days before, I guess, this PR company was on a was on a phone call with the White House or something, a, a conference call. And then all of a sudden, Joe Biden flies out there, fire this guy or you don't get the money. Yeah. Guy gets fired. The guy who got fired, Victor Shokin, said he signed a sworn affidavit that he was going to investigate the executives of Burisma and the founder of Burisma for corruption and, and various things. But then Joe Biden got him fired. So if that information, if those emails were in the possession of the FBI at a time when Trump was being accused of trying to smear Joe Biden, what was the FBI doing? You know, uh, I mean, I, I, I can't I can't uh, I can't even <laughs> guess, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I do think that the I do think that the so people say the deep state and I think that when you use a term like deep state, it's such a charged term that it's unhelpful. But there is an entrenched bureaucracy yeah. of people that work for the government that are unelected that have no desire to get fired. They don't right. want to see their job go away. They're regular people doing what to them is fairly mundane work, but they don't want their, you know, like I said, I would get rid of, you know, get rid of the ATF. <laughs> well, people that work at the ATF, they don't want to get rid of the ATF. Right. My mom used to work for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife in Massachusetts. And I told her and her friends right in front of them, I'm just like, I would get rid of this whole building. Y'all are fired. And they were, they were, they were appalled. And my mom was like, my mom was just like, whatever, you know, cause she knows my opinion. And, but they were appalled that I would say that. And I understand because, you know, if you've got a job and, and you've got your livelihood tied up with, with the government, you know, it, it makes sense. But at the same time, you know, these, these, People that work for the government have their own interests. And so to think that they wouldn't try to preserve their own jobs and preserve their, their, their power or whatever. I think that's, that's just, that's a little foolish. And to just say, right, Oh, you yeah. you know, Oh, it's deep state. And so it's all just crazy conspiracy theory. No, it's not. It's, it's realistic to say people that have jobs and families and pensions and all the things that go along with a job, they want to keep those things. That makes perfect sense for sure. But there's, there's ideology in there. Sure. Yeah. Like I think, I think if, if these people at the FBI, like struck Lisa page, yeah. you know, the Russia gate yeah. people, yeah. They hated Trump. Yeah. And, and you're right. I agree with you about ideology. And I think that Donald Trump is, is, you know, just throwing, rubbing salt in the wound. <laughs> and I honestly, and I think that, juice. I think if Donald, if, if Barack Obama didn't make fun of Donald Trump at that, at that dinner, yeah, he probably wouldn't, have, <laughs> he probably wouldn't have run. If, if Barack Obama didn't get on late night TV and clown on Donald Trump, Donald Trump probably wouldn't have won. So you want to complain about something, complain about Barack Obama doing the mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you got Donald Trump. Cause you clowned him and made a fool of him. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. I mean, uh, a lot of people have said Trump wants to be loved. So yeah. he's looking for compromise to yep. get the, the, you know, the most amount of love possible. And that's, uh, I, I hear this a lot when people talk about the bump stock ban that he had these, these, these gun control advocates and they were being nice to him. So he was absolutely like, thank yeah. you. Oh yeah. Well, definitely like you be nice to the guy and the guy yeah. he wants to, he wants you to love him. Yeah. I, I agree totally. Yeah. So, so we, we end up with, we have an FBI that has some agents. Now, now one of their lawyers actually got charged 
So you, you, you heard about this, right? Didn't they take out a bunch of insurance policies too? Yes. I heard about yes. that. Yes. FBI agents were taking out liability insurance because they knew if anyone found out about what they were doing to Trump, they yeah. were going to get in trouble. Yeah. That's, that's nuts to that's me. Crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> the fact that they took out the insurance policies and, and there isn't a ton of journalists trying to snoop around and come up with information about why they were, what were you thinking? And, and et cetera, et cetera, is, is, proof that the the media doesn't have very much interest in actually upsetting the apple cart you know it's not enough for them to not be journalists they must actively be anti-journalism yes. <laughs> that's how it works that's, that's kind of the truth that's how, that's how i see it because when when the proud boys got name dropped by joe biden yeah what did all these journalists tweet out yeah don't interview the proud boys don't talk about them yeah. all of that it was just like one person tweeted and then someone would quote it and created this chain of all the journalists being like, we vow not to actually explore who these people are, which is insane because a presidential candidate name dropped them. And one yeah. of them said, stand back and stand by. It's incredible. Kind of important to figure out who he's telling to stand by. Uh, you would think so. But as long as the as long as the the general tone that your normies are going to have about or the attitude that normies have generally about the proud boys is that they're the bad guys. They don't want to touch it. They don't want anyone to dive in and find out that the proud boys have, you know, black members and, and you know, the, the Cuban American, uh, they don't want people to know. Charge. Yeah. They don't want people it's to know joke. the truth. Yeah. It, it started as like a ridiculous joke based Name on the, the Aladdin cereals. song. Yeah. Name the cereals. <laughs> yeah. The naming the cereal things was based off of when someone farts. They can punch you until you name five cereals. Of course. Oh, that's what it, and did then you, it turned did, into getting, that's how you got in. Okay. So, do, oh so, uh, you, ever, you ever play the game doorknobs? No. When, so we used to do this in Chicago. If someone farted, yep. you have to yell safety. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you, you, you know that farts coming on, you, you, you fart with safety. But if you don't, someone yells doorknobs, they start punching you until you touch a doorknob. <laughs> that's the, that's, that's the Chicago great. version. In for okay. Ga for Gavin, it was name five breakfast cereals, okay. and they stopped punching you. And, you <laughs> and so it was clearly all a really dumb joke yeah. that got taken way too far. Yeah. Yeah. But still, you know, I, I always say like, if these guys were, if when they announce they're doing a rally, if nobody shows up, you know what happens? Nothing happens. They they wander around, they sing the they sing the, the national anthem, they get drunk, and they go home. Yeah, they go to a bar and they drink. That's it. Nothing happens. Yeah. They're just it's just like frat bros going around and chest bumping each other and stuff. Yeah. Antifa shows up, however. So, the, the, you know, we, I'm not going to rehash all that stuff. But the point is, the news organizations didn't want anyone to realize they're not a white supremacist group. Like, you, you can criticize them for a lot of things. We had, you know, Enrique on the show, and we, and we, we, you know, we had a bit of back and forth on some issues. But uh, right now, you know, the media had an – at that time, I should say, the media had, media had an opportunity because Donald Trump said, stand back, stand by. They wanted it to be white supremacy. Yeah. But if they actually interviewed Enrique Tario, who's not white, then that would have been bad yeah. because it would have broken the narrative. We ruined it. So then, that, you know, what, what did we see with that, uh, that town hall last night with Savannah Guthrie? She again asks Trump, will you denounce white supremacy? Mm. And Trump's like, ah, you know what? They told me backstage you were going to ask me this. <laughs> you ask every single time. And she was like, aren't you a little, you're a little hesitant. He's like, no, I'm not. I denounce white supremacy. Yeah. I, you, I've, I've heard Donald Trump say that I denounce white supremacy more times than I've heard any other human being say I denounce white supremacy. <laughs> yeah. I have literally out of all the people that I've ever interacted with in my entire 45 years, I've heard Donald Trump say I denounce white supremacy more than anyone. And he's still asked denounce white supremacy. So here, here's the bigger picture in all this because we, we, we jump from like the Bidens and out to the media. It's the entirety of the establishment. It is. Yeah. Big tech. 
Twitter, Facebook. This is something, Ian, you probably know a bit about, especially when it comes to like, because you, you moderated for Minds. Yeah. So you've got Twitter and Facebook. Story comes out. They nuked the story completely. The crazy thing was before anything happened, Facebook, this guy, Andy Stone, who worked for the Democrats said, we're reducing its visibility or whatever, or its yeah. reach or something. Yeah. Why are these individuals censoring a story that made Joe Biden look bad? Yeah. Then and their excuses kept changing. For Facebook, it was, oh, it's unverified. Yeah. For Twitter, they said, because they didn't publish where the origins were, it's possibly hacked. So they shut it down. Then it was, like, oh, oh, no, they revealed private information. Now they're like, okay, it's actually, it's fine now. It was ridiculous. It was all ridiculous, just garbage to, to try to, uh, you know, cover up the story or, or, or limit its, its reach. And the thing that's, the thing that surprises me the most is, is people just kind of bought that and were like, yeah, okay. We're not, we don't, you know, okay. This is, this is and the I'm thing. Just like, when that's I, the story. Like what, the Biden stuff isn't as big of a story as, you know, the, the cover up. And now you've got the, aren't they going to be going, doesn't Jack have to go to Capitol Hill? So far it's an invite, gonna, I think. It's an invite. Right. Yeah. And oh. they always ignore this stuff. That's why I'm like, so, so I think Josh Hawley tries, mm -hmm. you know, he really tries to get to the bottom of the censorship and the manipulation and stuff, but he doesn't have the power. Yeah. We're not a country of despots as much as the left wants to claim Trump and the Republicans are fascist. They can't do much. Ridiculous. Yeah. So these companies keep getting away with it. Yeah. You know, so I saw I, I made a post about this. I'm like, I when 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 Twitter blocked the government, the House website, House.gov. Yeah, that was wow. That was I was like, welcome to Black Mirror, baby. That's yeah. it. I'm not even I'm not even gonna be serious about this anymore. When the story first came out, I was like, this is it. You know, or when they censored the New York Post, I'm like, they are actively now cheating to help the Democrats win. It's, there's, there's no question. Because when Trump's taxes, tax, tax information was released by the New York Times, Trump denied it. Yeah. That means the information was not verified. In fact, it was refuted and no one cared. No one when cared. the leaked Melania tapes came out, no, no one, one cared. cared. This information, oh, whoa, 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 whoa gotta, whoa, shut, whoa, gotta yeah. shut it down, gotta shut it down. And what do I hear from my lefty friends? But the story is not verified. Yeah. When have you ever asked me to verify any of these stories? Never. Yeah. I can put out a story where it's like Donald Trump smacked a kid in the face and you're going to be like, wow. I believe it. Then the you orange man is so bad. Oh, can man. you believe he smacked I a can. kid? I totally can. What, what is it about this? Like, I'm not even sure. I'm not even convinced it's, it's an actual establishment of people as much as it is some kind of weird mind frame where you have a bunch of people that can only point in a certain direction. So basically, I'll put it this way. If the news comes out saying Trump is bad, it's immediately accepted, accepted as true. Yeah. Demi Lovato is like, I'm going to criticize the president, even if it hurts my, my yeah. career. It's like, <laughs> like oh, it's gonna hurt my career. come on. Yeah, like then Taylor Swift come out with a song or something. I love anyway. Taylor Swift. I love her to death. She and does, I, as yeah. much as, as much as, uh, I disagree with her on politics, I will still consume whatever taylor <laughs> swift puts out didn't you see that Un with no shame no question no see, shame you know that, what, what's that song where it's like um what's it what's it called you're you're you're, you're talking too loud you, you better need to calm down you need yeah. to calm down you need to calm down yeah. yeah it was like the, the music video she put out was a caricature of you know of like hillbilly republicans in the in the early 90s or something yeah. moran sign and like mm -hmm. being anti-lgbt or whatever and i'm like trump was was pro-gay marriage yeah. before he became president yeah. like what year are you looking from so they got some old guy who's producing the music video. Yeah. Anyway, here's here's the, here's the, here's where I want to get to this this question. Still loved it, Taylor. That's right. It's great. <laughs> if, I love you. If you make if you make a a story, you know Donald Trump is bad. Donald Trump throws a bag of puppies over a bridge. People are gonna be like, oh no. You do a story. Donald Trump runs into burning building to save box of puppies. Prove it. That's not true. 
That's, that's unverified. I don't believe it. The fire wasn't even that hot, Tim. Yeah, come on. It well, was man. barely hot. So. Well, the, 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 the joke I made before is that they'll find a way to make it negative. Yeah. Like Donald Trump. He is the president of the United States, should not be risking his life and this country for puppies. We all love puppies, but it was irresponsible. They'll find some way to make it yeah. bad. Oh, yeah. But anyway, the point is, I talked about it before with COVID. If the story about COVID is that it's the end of the world, you're totally fine. If the story about COVID is that there's hope, they ban you, they shut you down. So it's like whatever this establishment is, they can only say one thing that aligns with their acceptable narrative. I wonder if there's not really an establishment of like, you know, corrupt people who are, you know, wealthy and in power as much as it is a bunch of people pointing guns at each other scared. You know, like the, the idea being. If I actually admit how I feel, I'll get canceled. So I better join the mob and cancel them so yep. no one finds out. Yep. But in reality, everybody secretly agrees they hate what's going on, but they've trapped themselves. I think that you're probably right. There's a lot of people that are afraid of uh, the repercussions of standing up and and saying, no, I don't think I don't think that I agree with that. And, you know, like I said, I'm not like a. I'm not like a pro Trump guy. You're, you're not going to find, you know, MAGA 2020 or whatever on, on anything that, that I put out. I'll criticize Trump, um, without hesitation if he, if he does something stupid. The, the other day when he put up the Joe Biden meme where Joe Biden was in a, uh, an old age home. You're already laughing. I, 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 I did. I laughed. I, I, I can't. I know. It's hilarious. I, I think the guy's a clown. Like Biden. Trump is hilarious. He's a clown. Wait, wait. It was Biden for residence. Yes, the, the, I love the P that was so X'd much. out and it was Joe in an nursing home. I, I, oh, I, it's, I think it's funny that Trump does that stuff. I mean, Trump is a, uh, S poster and, and I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Um, I know that it makes people mad and they'll get over it, but, uh, but you know, it's dumb and it, that's what yeah. it is. And it, it's probably not a good idea for the president to be doing it aside exactly. from the fact that, you know, people like me laugh about it, but it's, it's probably not a good idea. Um, so I, you know, I criticized, criticized him for that. You, you Trump shouldn't be doing this. This is dumb or whatever, but it, because I don't hate Donald Trump enough and because I'm, I, I'm like, well, you know, I'm critical when he deserves it. I'm I'm probably like Ben Shapiro in the fact that, you know, Shapiro, Shapiro has the good Trump, bad Trump mm -hmm. thing that he does. So I have no problem being like Trump's a bad, you know, Trump did this wrong or I don't agree with that. Um, but it's people that stand up and, and stick their head up. You know, those those people will get, you know, get their yeah. head chopped I, off. So I, that's, I, I think I th you're right. I think there are a lot of people who are secretly pro-Trump pretending to be an SJW. Like they'll, they'll tweet saying like, oh, Trump is bad. And then they're deep down, like, I'm going to go vote for Trump because I can't live this way anymore. They're, they're scared of getting canceled. We had that Cato Institute poll. 62% of people are scared to speak their minds. The only, the only, there, there's strong liberal, liberal, center, conservative, strong conservative. The only one of those that felt comfortable expressing their opinions was strong liberal. Strong, li strong liberal. Far and left. I, I mean, I like liberalism. I like free people. I like liberty. I don't like communism you know <laughs> and like strong liberal strong liberal is fine but, but i but, draw the line at like american left versus international left american left cool i but get this, it this is the crazy thing when when cato says strong liberal you know they don't mean liberal in any way do you think they mean communist they mean far left progressive because like that's just how they worded it mm. i mean collectivist 
Yeah, yeah. More. It, it's it's so weird how liberal came to mean collectivist in many ways. In the U.S. con in the U.S. context, yes, but that's right. why I, I mentioned internationally. When you start to really kind of read about political philosophies, you know as well as anyone else that like, you know, pro- and I mentioned property rights early. Property rights are are foundational to uh to the to the U.S. you know uh, to the to the U.S mindset i guess um and i think that the fact that people on the very far left don't acknowledge that you should have property rights that's where the biggest problem for me comes up you know i can i can get into okay i understand why people would want to have um progressive taxation or i understand why people would want to have uh you know safety nets i understand why people would want to have uh some kind of universal health care even though i don't think that it's it's a good idea i think i understand why I don't understand why people want to say you cannot own your home or a business or any kind of property that you can create things with. It's simple. Uh, I, I've noticed something, at least uh, uh, anecdotally, because I've covered a bunch of, you know, a lot of these civil unrest stories around the world, starting with the U.S., Occupy, moving to other countries. The protests in Venezuela when I were there it was the rich people that were protesting. Really? Yeah, because the government was taking their stuff away from them and impoverishing them, and mm-hmm. so they got mad. In other countries, it's the poor that's protesting. So the, it tends to be in like Venezuela where they were enacting all this socialist policy. It was the middle to upper class that were angry and coming out in the streets and you know protesting about it. But uh, it's it's really simple as to why they don't want you to have property because they don't have any. It's that simple. So for, they're not losing anything. That's such a an ugly way to, 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 I guess, exist in society. Let's, 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 let's play some, uh, some communist scenario games. Cause I was, uh, I was tweeting once and the great, the, the, the socialist workers party of great Britain or whatever. Oh, that, that, that's the, yeah, that's one of the most clowned on Twitter oh, accounts dude. out there. I love it. Good so, for, good for them for really believing it though. Cause they, <laughs> they keep coming back for more, man. So good on them. For, it's gotta for, be a parody account now where I, I can't believe. So, so listen, listen. I tweeted something like we had a long exchange where the gist of it was if we're in a socialist system, how do you draw the distinction between private property and personal property? They like to say there's no one should be allowed private property. And I'm like, so I can't have like my clothes. No, 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 no. That's personal property. OK, so what's the difference? Where do, where do you draw the line? There's no answer. There's no way to. Qu- so I, I asked this. I have a camera. It's a small little camera. I use it to produce videos. Does it qualify as the means of production? Some people say yes. Some people say no. There's no answer. Yeah. But when I was talking to the uh, the Socialist Party of Great Britain or whatever, it was funny. I we got into a conversation where I basically said something like, "If I want to like build a car because I have I enjoy working on cars, how would I do that in a socialist or communist system where my job is you know uh, told to me essentially? Or maybe I chose a job. Maybe I decided I'm, I really want to be an accountant. But you know what? It's really fun to work on cars, and I want a hobby. They responded with. Well, it's really simple. You would just work on a car. I was like, well, how do I get the car? You would just go to the plant and say you wanted, you wanted a car and you'd get it. And I was like, but other people want cars too. And they were like, right, but you'll, you can just go there and get it. And I'm like, no, no, no. There's, there's a thing called scarcity. They don't believe in scarcity. Amazing. They don't. I had, I had someone tell me, you really believe that scarcity exists? And I was like, uh, I know for a fact it does. Uh. Cause like I've <laughs> been around the world and I know that. There's places with no food. And they were like, no, there is food. It's just artificially kept from them. We throw away so much food. I'm like, that, that's not, that doesn't mean, you don't understand. I, I feel like the, 
I feel like the co- the communists and socialists more communists to be if I'm if I'm being accurate because I think there's a lot of people that misunderstand what socialism is and and uh, they don't realize that socialism leads to commun or the, you know Lenin said the end result or the end goal of socialism is is communism. Right. Um, I don't think that they realize that life is more complex than they seem to think. Uh, no matter yep. how much food we produce in the U.S. and no matter how much we throw away, the inefficiency or the inability to efficiently distribute that food around the world is going to mean that some of that food's going to go bad and it won't right. get to people and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and just getting food to people in places that are very far away, it's like, it's not as easy as just, oh, we can make it and it'll just show up there. I love the idea of, uh, what is it? Fully automatic luxury communism. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sounds amazing. If that, if like, if you can come up with a Star Trek replicators, right, exactly. fine. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I'm away. on board. Yeah. Go no, right no, no, ahead. No, no, no. To be honest, even that's now, no way. Probably not. But. So they, they always say this to me, like, don't you want a Star Trek future? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. they have replicators, bro. Yeah. Like they literally go, computer. Uh, Earl was it T Earl Grey? Earl Grey, yeah, hot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. And then it's just like and it appears there. Yeah. They can they can teleport themselves. Yeah. They can replicate replicators. Not yeah. there yet. Yeah. Okay. That's post scarcity, dude. Yeah. But even even the Star Trek world isn't communist. No, they get they all they have credits and you know the Ferengi were were yep. always after Latinum and. Latinum. You know, <laughs> That's right. I, I love Date. I love Deep, Deep Space Nine. I, yeah, I really, yeah, really yeah. Love good, that one. good, good show. Um, so, but but in uh, in the Federation. It was there that people always say it was communist, but it's not communist. No. There was still you had to earn things, you had to make your own things. You when you joined, you had, you had to earn your skills, and then you could choose to join certain jobs. You could freely move, you could freely quit Starfleet. There was no mandatory service, none didn't, of that. Didn't Picard have a vineyard? Yeah, yeah, that's property. <laughs> exactly. You know, so they it's, just ah, oh, they they they. It's it's kids who live in a fantasy world that don't understand the harsh realities of the yeah. world, and I think that's why so many of these communist and socialist uh, activists are young people, because they haven't actually ever experienced what it's like to be outside of the bubble. I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way: Could you imagine what Rockefeller would say if he was transported, just like as as like you know at, at the peak of his wealth, he just appeared right now? I think he would be freaked out that oil was destroying the ecosystem. No, he wouldn't. I, I think he would be. <laughs> I, I think why? if he realized how how destructive it is, like the fracking and the, just the extraction has become, he would rethink what he did. I don't think so. I uh, mean, fra- not fracking in, he wasn't else. insane. No, the, uh, what I'm talking about is he was the he was the oil baron. He was mm. like the richest guy ever. Or, or not even. Uh, let's do a better example. I don't know the names of anybody behind the East India Trading Company, but that was like the biggest company in existence at the time. Back what, what year was the East India Trading Company? 1700s, I think. Was it? Yeah. Imagine taking any one of these people, the wealthiest people in the world, and bringing them now and bringing them to a low-income housing project. I don't have to throw my poop out the window? Yeah, man. Right. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. What? Yeah. Even the poor people can just go in the little room and it goes away? Yes. Yep. <laughs> Excellent Clean point. drinking water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Air conditioning refrigeration air conditioning is a big one i tell you what not to get off on a tangent but europe doesn't know, know about doesn't man, know about ac they don't get dude it. i was i was in the uk i'll tell you what and i was i was going to be speaking at an event they booked me at a hotel on the fourth floor of this hotel all the heat was rising uh. and it was like high 80 degrees in my hotel room 
And so I asked them, do you have a fan? I can crack the window and blow some air. And they're like, what's the problem? And I was like, it's like 89 degrees in my room. I'm, I'm profusely sweating. Dying. And they were like, oh, okay, we'll see if we can figure something out. They found me a fan. I got my fan. I was like, okay. So I decided, you know, I'm going to take, take a bath and chill and maybe like, you know, regulate body temperature. I turned the water on. The water was boiling when it came out. I was like, what are, what are these people? Are they like fire demons? They can like, <laughs> yeah, what is this? Anyway, anyway. It's only hot for like 15 minutes in England. I yeah, that's correct, correct me if I'm it. wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. I will. I heard there's a statue to the guy who invented air conditioning in Miami. There is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I need to look it up. But there look does it up. exist look it such up. a thing. People yeah. have said the reason why community has diffused in the United States, why we don't hang out with our neighbors as much, is because of air conditioning. No Like way. in South America, they'll hang out outside oh, on the front porch. Right. That kind of um, makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see it. Yeah. Air conditioning, I tell you what, the uh, in Dogma, the movie by Kevin Smith. Yes, good one. Yeah. The, the, the scene where Jason Lee walks into the room, into the house, yeah. and turns the air conditioning up, and you just, uh, you know, I, no, I, it, I feel that in my bones sometimes. No exquisite yeah. sin greater than central air. Perfect. I yeah. love it. I love it. Kevin Smith's great. So, so but anyway, to, to, you know, now that we're done making fun of this, was this guy he invented? Okay, you find John it? John Gorey. Oh, yep. Yeah, oh, there there's is. a Prez. statue of the guy who invented air conditioning in Miami. He seems pretty... Cool. Oh! oh, you're welcome. Thank you, everyone. Is it That's is it because? But is it because he invented air conditioning? I was told it was because I lived in Miami for a year. Well, let's and, look him up. When you when you're in Miami, and in the summer, every window is dripping with condensation from the air conditioning on the inside and the humidity on the outside, and no one goes outside. Yeah, yeah. It's so, like so 101 and humid. Uh, yes, and and like the thunderstorms are awesome though. Like the, the cool. tropical it's storms, fun, yeah. it's like man, it's cool. It's just like like you're gonna die, and you're like, yeah, it's great, but you're fine. <laughs> Storm, yeah. Anyway, the point is, our poor people are overweight. Yeah, yeah, that's dude. like so. I think we we do have some kind of problem with regulation, and I don't I don't mean regulation in terms of law. I mean like regulating resources in certain ways. Sure. So we have homeless people who are overweight. And we have poor people who have clean drinking water and air conditioning, but not, you know, lack of access to other, other resources. The, the point I'm trying to make is when they say things like abolish poverty and, you know, poverty shouldn't exist. I'm like, well, if we base everything off of ni- like 1900, there is no poverty at all. Yeah. None. Absolutely none. Except, I guess, homelessness. But even then, homeless people are overweight. So it's like a weird. It's a sugar. That even, addictive sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah. We, even could do home- some- we could do something about the sugar industry. Yes. I would love to get rid of corn subsidies. Yes. There is no reason Thank to have you. corn subsidies and have high fructose corn syrup and everything. It is a it is a, a terrible policy in my opinion. And I would love to have sugar cane Coca-Cola available in, in the well, lower forty eight well, well, as well. Yeah. Well, well, hold sure. on, hold on. Why is there sugar in everything? I I wouldn't Subsidy. I wouldn't it's mind. addictive. It makes money. You know what I like doing? You take a little shot of lemon juice, put it in club soda. Tastes yeah, great. That's it. It tastes great. Cinnamon's a little sugar sweet. In it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it like extracts the sugar that's already in your body into your taste buds. I, I mean, I, I'm a I'm a black coffee drinker. You know, no sugar, no, yeah. no you know, anything. So, I mean, I, I I I fully agree that we don't need to have sugar in everything. It's probably why we have so much diabetes. Why we have so many overweight people. Uh, yep, it's like so. the tobacco industry of the day. They're peddling it to kids yeah. with commercials and cartoon characters yep. like they used to in like the 50s with tobacco. I'm just over a, a year off of nicotine. I smoked for a long, long, long time. So I that kind of that kind of getting people hooked on stuff. I I take issue with it. Uh, so if 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 we could do something to so, remedy that, I'd be I'd a, be all for it. As a libertarian, how do you kind of 
go into that kind of do you use utilize government regulations how do you feel about those um i don't claim to know enough about most situations to say this is what should or shouldn't be done but i do think generally as a rule you get better results when it's done uh privately for 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 most issues there are certain things that i think that you can't do uh in the in the private in the in the the private marketplace but i think that most things are are better left to uh to private industry so as for regulation um you know corn subsidies i don't understand why we're paying people to either make you know grow corn or paying people to not grow corn yeah they, they pay people to what, not right grow. is, what is that it called weird? fallowing is that what's called fallow i don't know much about I it but i know that they do pay to, to keep uh you know keep um, fields empty and stuff sometimes. So I don't know the ins and outs of it. I'm not, I'm not in any way uh, an expert and I, and anything that I say should be taken with a grain of salt. But the idea of, you know, putting high fructose corn syrup in everything. Salad dressing. It's crazy. I, I yeah. don't, I don't think that's necessary. It didn't exist until think. the nineties. I don't think 92. Is that when they invented that stuff? Really? 92. Yeah. yeah. What's no, the seems recent. high fructose corn syrup? I don't know. Didn't used to exist. I mean, corn has been around for a while. Yeah. Yes, for fast. Deadly. So, so fallowing isn't specifically, uh, you know, when they're forced to, but fallowing is when they till the land and then don't do anything with it. Mm -hmm. So I actually interviewed some farmers when I was in California and they said it's a big part of what happens is like they'll have the people come out and tell them, okay, we're going to fallow your fields for the next amount of time and we're going to pay you. Yeah. It's like just paying them not to farm. Dude, I was doing. I mean, I mean, I I think it's. My, my initial reaction to a lot of these things is I might not understand, but I try to be very careful not to take heavy actions against or for something yeah. just because I don't understand. So, uh, for instance, you know, Trump was paying off a lot of farmers because the trade war was hurting yeah. a lot of the farm industry. But the trade war was the result of us losing many jobs in production overseas that we needed to bring back. So it created this ripple effect. And then Trump had to, like, plug a hole that popped up over here. Did we actually end up – did the trade war work? Because I'm – again, as a libertarian, I kind of was like, I don't think the trade war is a good idea. Trade war leads to real war. China's got nukes. They're already, you know, getting buck wild in the, the South China Sea. And yeah. there's, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that's going on over there. I don't know if the trade war produced the results that we wanted to because we're still trillions of dollars in debt to China. I so mean, I, I mean, and the, well, the, the debt just kept going up. Yeah. Especially, you know, under Trump. But, uh, I, I think in one way, I, th one way we, I, I, I can say, I think we did is that a lot of jobs were coming back. And one of the problems is, we, you know, we don't make our own medicine. We don't yeah. make our own vitamin C, our own materials. And COVID was a real slap in the face to America. Yeah. I mean, it proved Trump right in a lot of ways. It was last year, apparently, the Trump administration was saying, like, we need to restore our medical supply production back in the U.S. He was saying it before COVID? Way before COVID. Uh, but, but it's been Trump's thing. Yeah. It's like, we got to get our factories back. Here's what we got to do. And so it was like some Trump admin people said it. And I remember I covered it. And I was like, this was in September of last year. Yeah. We need to bring our, our uh, med med medical supplies back to the U.S. Then COVID hits and it was like, sign the executive order, get it done because yeah. we need it. And so I think even before all that, one of the reasons the economy was, was doing better and better, at least partly, was, you know, the, the, the tariffs, the, the, mm -hmm. the trade war. And we started seeing factories come back. I remember, I don't know if you saw what Michael Moore said in 2016 about Trump. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's, so did you hear what? No. So, so Michael Moore had this like bit where he went in this long, he tells this long story and he's like, Donald Trump went into a, a meeting with executives from auto, the auto industry 
And he said to their faces, I am going to put a tariff on your vehicles of 30% and no one will buy your car ever again if you make it overseas. And they said, you know, try it. And Trump said, I will. So these people who see Trump doing this are going to vote for him. And it will be the biggest collective FU in history. And he says, and they're, and they're going to love it for a week. It'll feel good. Yeah, yeah it'll feel good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a month, maybe a year. And then like the people who voted for Brexit, they will come to regret it. The best part about that is three years later, Brexit got voted on again and won. They did <gasps> again, not regret yeah. it at all. <laughs> yeah. And the people who voted for Trump enjoyed the greatest economy of, of our generation. Yeah. So Michael Moore had the first part right. Second part, not right. Yeah. The the if it wasn't for COVID, I think that Donald Trump would be landslide. Oh, landslide. for sure. Reagan, I really redux. Think so. I think that there's a lot of people that that still uh, don't want to say positive things about him, and and there's the general consensus that you know it's politically incorrect to say good things about Trump. Um, but I do think that uh, I do think that if it wasn't for COVID, it'd be a landslide. And if you really look at the COVID situation, I mean. I was talking to someone on Twitter the other day and I'm like, you know, back in, in March and April, they were talking about, you know, everyone in the country is probably going to get it. You know, yeah. 75% of America is probably going to get it. It's super contagious and we're going to have 1% die. So you're talking about millions of people dying. And I mean, I don't want to downplay 200 and change thousand people dying, but if we, if we look back at what was going on and what, the conversations were, that were that were being had back then and then look forward to, and, and come back to now it's like 200 and change thousand people is a whole lot less than, than a few million yeah that's, I don't, that's what i was thinking that's what everyone was thinking that's what i thought i thought it was like a, we're gonna have like i mean so it, it, it's 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 a spot on point there was a, a new york times article where you could add two slider bars and you could slide up to percent infected and mortality rate and they were like, oh, if this percent of people contract it and this percent of, and we have this percent of mortality, it was like 12 million people yeah. could die. And yeah. the low end was like 1.7. Yeah. So it sounds like based on what they were telling us, the low end, we, we are below the low end and that yeah. what happened worked. And it's a combination of the Democrat governors locking down and Trump's efforts in banning travel together. Seems like it worked out for us. Not perfectly. People died. What can we do about it? Yeah. You know, you, I, I tell you this. Trump misses his cues in these town halls and these debates because he gets asked, why is, ladies and gentlemen, why is the mortality rate per capita in the U.S. worse? Why are more people dying per capita in the U.S. than other countries? It's Donald Trump's fault, they yeah, say. answer this. Oh, I got a simple, a simple answer for yeah. you. It's because several governors put sick people in nursing homes, killing oh, thousands of the elderly. Crazy yeah. They Republican didn't do governors. that in other countries, did they? Yeah. And that was Democrats who did that. Mm. And now Cuomo's like, that didn't happen. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't do that. I, I, I didn't kill all those people. Yes, he did. So, you know, you know, what I like to think like you, you mentioned this sane, rational people have memories. People who have Trump derangement syndrome have selective memories. Yeah, I they mean, don't they don't want to remember any of this. I, I hate to because of I have good friends that really, really hate Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't want to I don't want to, you know, paint with a broad brush. But and especially because, I mean, I'm I'm definitely an outside view point when it comes to uh, the, the entertainment industry, uh, you know, people that are in the entertainment industry generally do not have a positive view of Donald Trump. Um, and I get it, but like, it really does seem like you're right that 
people that really don't like Trump and and have TDS or whatever. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Trump anxiety disorder is oh the God. official term. <laughs> it's yeah. it, it's yeah. an actual official. Oh, yeah, it sure it's, it's such yeah. a it's, it's like a <laughs> clown <laughs> car on fire. <laughs> Seriously. <It's, laughs> just, I love just it. But, but, but ramming into the wall. But but clown but, body parts flying. Think, think about it this way. True. Flames. I love it. You've got people who love Trump and Trump can do no wrong. Yeah. There's a, there's a decent amount of them, but not if you took the. And they're clowny too. For yeah, sure. They are in different no, no, ways. Right, right. yeah. but, but, so here's the point. If you take Trump's diehard Trump can do no wrong individuals and you put them in a room next to the Trump derangement syndrome, it, it's 10 to 1. The Trump yeah. derangement syndrome grossly outnumber the Trump diehard, you know, yeah. fanatics. Yeah. So, I, you know, I often ask this question and especially on this show. How do we know that we're not in the in the wrong in the wrong side of history or in the paranoid bubble? Well, I'll tell you this: the side of history is really dependent upon the winners, I guess. Yeah. So for all for all we know, the communists win, and then we're the bad guys. I guess, you know maybe that's what happens. But I can tell you, man, there's there's a couple ways to determine that we are on the correct side of things, at least in our views. And the first one I mentioned the other day is, I can say I condemn white supremacy and I condemn Antifa. There's no, I have zero problem saying extremists yeah. who engage in violence for whatever reason are bad. Yeah. I think we've got extremist white supremacists who engage in very dramatic and horrifying acts of terror. And we have terrorism coming from Antifa. It's all bad. There you go. The left, these leftists can't say it at all. Yeah. They can't say Antifa yeah. bad. They can't do it. But I'll tell you what else. I can say this. Donald Trump led us to a really great economy. Donald Trump's also an arrogant, boastful, like loudmouth, you know. I can say Donald Trump's peace agreements are historical and amazing. And I can say Donald Trump saying we need retribution and that the feds went in and just killed the guy because they didn't want to arrest him. That's insane. The fact that I can easily be like, that's good, that's bad, shows that we're like, we are calm and rational and considering what's before us. Yeah. And the people with Trump anxiety disorder are not thinking clearly. <laughs> they're, they're not. But what about this? George Washington was a violent terrorist. <clears throat> Well, I mean, I don't even think the British view him that way. Yeah, he was literally deemed a terrorist by King George. I've I've talked to my friends who are British, and they say they don't. It's it's like you got what I was told is you got to understand, Tim. That is a blip in our history that didn't even last that long. Well, because they didn't they didn't win. No, but at the George Washington's terrorist organization won. (laughs) Yeah, pretty great organization, I dare say. Liberal liberal terrorist organization. Freedom and individuality. You know, if you talk to um, I'm you know Carl Benjamin. um, Yes, and so like I watch his stuff a lot. And I heard him talk about the United States as being the end result of what the English were trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I, he's just trying to take credit for the cool stuff. We did. <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> he, he might be, he <laughs> might, English, he might the be. first to ban slavery is the English. Uh, I don't know if they, they think were, they were, yeah, but I, I know that they, before they us, did. Yeah. yeah, they did it before yeah. us. Um, and I'm thinking more, um, along the lines of, of the, the the way that individuals are looked at as opposed to the way that the monarchy was looked at in England. The so yeah, the ideas yeah, yeah. that the English the ideas that were like laid out in the Magna Carta and, right. and laid out um that really kind of got their start but, in but England. Don't they still have a House of Lords uh, where their yeah. political power is derived from their land ownership centuries ago they've inherited? I don't know. I don't know enough about it to, to <laughs> To criticize a lot, but it does sound like a house of clown cards. Right? <laughs> you know? right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, no, I can't. I, can't. Um, I, I get, I get it. I think, I think a lot of these ideas um, made their way over here, and then something really interesting that happened, I guess, is distance from the crown. Yeah. 
people had no allegiance to something they didn't know about. I mean, you were born here. Yeah. And you grew up here. You're like, I don't know no king. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. Mm -hmm. And so people were like, stop telling me what to do. Yeah. Especially when you consider like in, in, if you, if you were in England or whatever, you're in London, it's a very dense populated area. Yeah. You grew up in the, in the colonies or whatever. You're in wilderness. It's wilderness as far as I can see. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. You're like walking through the woods, like, you know, take a dump wherever. And like you're, you're shooting your musket and stuff and you're yelling and singing. You're, you go to back to England to go to London and you got rules. You can't do that. Same is true for here in the US. You live in New York. You can't play loud music. You got in the middle of nowhere. You can fire a gun, you know, into the hillside or whatever. I, uh, I am familiar with that. <laughs> so you, you have a bunch of people. It's really fascinating because I was thinking about the urban versus rural debates that we have in the country. This is before like the internet era, you know, like maybe the 2000s. And I was like, there really is an interesting thing here where you see like the urban cities are very restrictive. And the rural conservatives are much more about freedom and openness because they have more space to kind of be free. And it's similar in, in many ways to like what made people want to leave these these densely populated areas in Europe and then come to the new world and find something new. Sanders was on to something when he was talking about the uh, assault weapons ban. And he's like, seriously, Look, that's he's like, we don't have that problem in Vermont because we're a rural exactly. state. And and so it's not a, a thing. And, you know, as much as I'm not really, I was never really a pro Bernie Sanders guy. I was definitely much more of a Ron Paul guy. Um, but he definitely had, you know, he had some points. You know, Sanders has had some, some. Yeah, but he sold some, out. Well, yes, he did. I mean, look, when he, he laid down and kissed the ring, which he should yeah. have never done. And I, I've, again, talking to some of my more left leaning friends that I'll be like, you know, look, Sanders was made a clown by, Hillary Clinton and having to give up the mic to those protesters on his own stage. And that was, it was just like, he's, he's a, a, a wuss. He's not gonna, he can't be president. I'm, I'm trying to be with, I'm trying to doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. Um, you know, and then people will be, well, you know, they make the excuses and I, and I just, I'm just like, Ron Paul never sold out. What? You What's know? Up? And, yeah. <laughs> and, and people are like, Oh, you know, I, I know you're, you're blah, 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 Ron Paul and da, da, da. But it's true. Like, but, but Ron no. Paul caught so much crap from the from the from everybody all the time dr no constantly mm -hmm. yeah the dr. only no. guy or one of him and one other guy him and kucinich did voted no on something that <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah, else yeah, voted yeah. on yeah that's why i liked kucinich back in the day yeah and you know and the other thing ron paul did is he he self-replicated a younger version of he himself did. he did who is also and everything <laughs> rand rand is awesome i'm I, a big I, fan of rand paul as well there's like, like the no vote I, I, there's very few politicians. I will outright be like, I really like that politician. Yeah. And it's, and it's basically just Rand Paul. Cause there's other politicians I can say that I, I like they've done this. I like they've done that. Like, uh, Ro Khanna, for instance, is a Democrat who called out Pelosi because she won't sign the stimulus deal. And I'm, I think he's absolutely right. Yeah. I think yeah. at this point, the, the, the Senate is, is Republican. Trump, the presidency is Republican. If you want to get this signed and done, you don't have the leverage to sit there and scream. You just get the people the checks they need. Yeah. And even he recognized that. Yeah. But Pelosi is like, Oh, I, I won't give Trump the orange man. Yeah. He can't oh, win. Bro. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it boggles the mind. Um, it's unfortunate that she has the cover that she has because most people don't pay very close attention. I don't, I don't feel like they do. And I feel like that's what she's relying on because if the average person knew that the Democrats were holding up a stimulus bill, that they were, they were the, the reason that we couldn't get something passed to, you know, to provide relief for the American people. I think that, that it would have a significant effect on their attitude. CNN called her out. 
Did Wolf, they really? Wolf Blitzer Good. said, your yeah. colleagues want you to, to agree Amazing. to this. Good for them. And she goes, well, we represent these people. And, and like, they were both trying to get the last word. It was. Oh, yes. Okay. I heard, yes, I did hear that. All right. I heard. I didn't. I didn't know exactly what the context yeah. was, but I heard the back the exchange. So and the crazy thing to me is you normally got these lefties who defend the media and they're like, Trump is wrong for insulting the media. Now I'm seeing all of these progressives. I know CNN is trash. They're, they're, they, were, they, they don't understand. It's Trump's fault. And I'm like, oh, OK, yeah, fake news, huh? That's what they were saying about the New York Post. Too. They've spent. They've, they've spent. CNN has has spent three and a half or four years trying to do everything they can to discredit Donald Trump. Like four years of of you know what program is coming up. It's the Orange Man Bad Show yeah. with with Brian Seltzer, followed by <laughs> the does. Orange Man Bad Show with Chris Cuomo, yeah. followed by Fareed Zakaria and why the Orange Man is really oh, yeah. bad and fat and unhealthy. Oh, yeah. so, you know, so- like. So here, here's here's the thing too. It's like um, may, maybe there is a bias on my part. I can I I just praised Rokana because he yeah. also he also voted in in line with Trump to pull, withdraw our troops from from Af- uh, Afghanistan. Yeah, get out. And I'm like, this guy sounds pretty good. He's Great. also voted on some things I think are kind of bad. And I'm like, so I don't agree with this guy across the board. But hey, man, if you're if you're anti-interventionist, you want to get our troops back, and you're you're willing to compromise, and I'll, I will give you praise and respect. Yep. You turn on CNN. No, there's not a kind word for Trump at any point. And they do this. They, they, they do this faux recognizing Trump. That's not real. Like, well, we understand the president, but yeah, but the thing, the thing is like you, you mentioned earlier, like Rand Paul. Um, and I, again, I agree totally. Rand Paul, I'm, I'm a big fan. You can look at Rand Paul and see the way that people like, uh, Tony Poznanski. Who's who's a, he's a Twitter guy. He's a oh, he's a gosh, hollerback yeah. guy. Hollerback. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's one of those. Guy. He's one of those hollerback girls on on the internet, and he just hates on Rand Paul. And it's like, uh, look, I get that you don't like some of the policies, but really, what you're hating on is this narrative that's been built about Rand Paul because Rand Paul is the guy that came up with the Justice for Breonna Taylor exactly. bill. No one knows yep. that. And no, exactly. Nobody Just, knew. No one yeah. is aware. They were yelling at him in the street. Say He's her like, name. I, I drafted yeah, the bill. I said yeah. her name, bro. It's, it's like people don't know what policies he would be for or against. No, they yeah. don't know anything about his his uh, philosophy of, yep. of what how he how he thinks that the government should be organized and what what the role of the Senate and Congress is and blah blah blah. They just go and they say, "Oh, Rand Paul, he's that guy that Tony Posnanski, the guy that that sells baseball cards on Twitter, doesn't like." Uh, like that, it's it's again. I, I mean, my shirt says, "Everything is stupid and nothing matters," and it's really <laughs> true. It really there's in so like kind much. of faux Cyrillic. I love yeah, it. Exactly. Hold on. Yeah, there we go. Um, and that that's that's I mean that's kind of a, a catchphrase that I've I've kind of adopted because there's just so much stupidity where people just don't know why they're upset or why they're angry why they don't like this person or that person or whatever you know I don't want to I don't want to name any of these lefty channels so do just it. just so you guys know because I don't I don't want to promote them or even drag them I don't want people going but it's like when when there are people who try to make videos criticizing me. And it's clear they've never actually watched any of my videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's that's that's the problem. It's you have people who have found a way to monetize tribalist rage. Yeah. And then they say things that aren't true or don't make sense, but it doesn't matter. As long as it satiates that 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 tribalist lust yeah. for attacking the other. So you'll get a lot of these channels on YouTube, both left and right, that are like, this YouTuber's dumb. No, that YouTuber's dumb. And I'm like, I wonder if you guys actually watch each other's content. And they don't. They probably don't. 
you know clips maybe clips that are sent to him from from and the clips are going to be out of context yeah. and it's you know, like you could that's why i'm very careful when i like i, I was quoting um prince harry when he made yeah <laughs> i heard that yeah, yeah this is great. what prince harry right, said right, exactly. prince harry said <laughs> he that thinks this yes. he thinks <laughs> according to prince harry that this world <clears throat> prince harry says was made according to prince harry you gotta do it that way because they're yeah. gonna cut it and they're gonna be like look at dimples and there was one where I was uh, paraphrasing That's white some national. racist stuff that he said. Oh, I know. It really it's was. Super. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we, we got we to say it now so people yeah. understand the context. <laughs> but Prince Harry said, said that Prince. this world was created by, Prince Harry according says, to Prince uh-huh. Harry, white people. And then he went on to say uh, it was created by them for, according to Prince Harry, white people. Can you believe uh, yeah. that? A full quote. It's amazing. Without the four Prince Harry's in between. But I do that because you know they're going to try and pull it yeah. and they don't care. Yeah. We should they're- also point out he's not a prince anymore. Someone, I think I, I received some comments. Uh, he's not a prince anymore, guys. Yeah, he, he lost his title. true. So yeah. now he's just Harry. Um, Good. Whatever he's just, his last he's just a guy? He's just Harry. Well, then what do I care what some guy thinks? <laughs> no, <exactly. laughs> he's just a guy. He's just a guy that's holding Megan's purse. Oh, gosh. At oh, this what point. A yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of the deal, man. She's just like, she's like. Harry, if you want to get any tonight, you better get up there and you better say these things. You Dude, know? she made him get rid of his guns. Uh, the man was a hunter and he was a soldier. What? And his wife That's, made him get rid of his guns. It is a I, sad uh, story, man. I was, in a, I was in a relationship with someone that I really, really, really cared about. And I wasn't about to move somewhere where I wouldn't have. No way, so, man. <laughs> I was it's, like, it's, no. It's, 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 that's, that's not a healthy relationship. Man. No. Not, you, can't, you can't do that. No. Because yeah. she clearly doesn't respect him at all. Yeah. Nope. What does she just want to be a princess? I guess she wants to be president. She was a princess. She wants oh, to run for president. Geez. Oh, she does. She does. She, does. she has she... aspirations of presidential. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, she's going to be. She's by the time she gets to the point where she could, AOC will already yes. have taken the spot wow. that she's after. Mm-hmm. I really think AOC is going to run. I'm, at I'm, some right. point. I, I'm really excited for an AOC presidency, though. Why is that? Oh Why yeah, that? it's going to be that? like it's going to be like uh, uh, being at a circus. <laughs> You know, I mean, there's going to be like be. trapeze, there's going to be crown, clown cars Cartoon crashing into walls. Like like, <laughs> do, 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 do. And then we're going to be, we're going to be sitting there. Like the news is going to be crazy. It's going to be great. And, and they're going to be telling you how great she's doing as, you know. <laughs> Things are on fire. Yeah. yeah. She's going to be standing there with a smile on her face. People behind her are like screaming and she's there's like, like, fires. Please disperse. And, nothing to see here. It'll really end up being like the, the Hunger Games really where like, you know, the, the, people that are in district one in, in DC in the area <laughs> yeah. are doing very, very well and yeah. they're vomiting right. so they can keep, can keep gorging themselves. You know, you know what I love? The rest of the country is going to be Stop. falling the, apart. The, yeah. What people don't understand is like, I don't know if you heard the quote from Greta Thunberg where she was like, we don't want to wait till 2030. No, she's like, we don't want to wait till 2050 or 2030 or not even, you know, 2021. We want it now. We want to yeah. end these investments and subsidies. It's like, yeah. All right, Veruca Salt. 20 million Seriously. people will die overnight. Yeah, because like we transport food into areas that have no food. Could you imagine if they got rid of fossil fuels? Like the Antarctic uh, Antarctic researchers would just die, mm-hmm. just like instantly they would just die. <laughs> if only yeah. like the ghost of Christmas future could come and grab all the socialists and be like, if we implemented all of your stuff, this is the future that you get. You know, that'd like, be great. Just the get get. Where's that ghost of Christmas future to That's come and, and show everybody what what the future would be like if they got what they wanted. I think it's because, um, you know, going back to the conversation we were having about not, you know, poor people being kind of well off, but there's weird distribution issues. Yeah. You've got these people that spent their whole life with everything handed to them. And we're at this point now where we're so well off, there's almost no struggle. Even when you're poor, you got food, you got air conditioning, you got clean water, you got a hot bath. 
And that's poverty level in this country. I'm not saying life is good for them relative to where it is for the middle class, but relative to people 100 years ago, it's living like kings. And so what happens is, what's, you know, if you can't clean yourself and if, if, if you have dirty water, you live in the middle of nowhere, you drink from a well, you get infections, you get parasites, you get sick. Life is a struggle. Yep. Now we're at a point where even our, you know, lower middle class are living very, very well relatively. And so based on survivability standards, which would be universal, not predicated upon the, the success of our country, they're kings. And so they grow up with their bare necessities almost essentially met. Everything's handed to them. They go to school. They're told what to do. They get a job. They go, they, you know, f- finally, they go, they, they go through college, high school, whatever. They get their degrees and they're told to do the entire, entire time. They have no understanding about, about resource distribution. They've probably never even grown a, grown a plant. They have no idea where their food comes from. Yeah. So they're just like, I wake up and there's food. Oh, you know what? I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a joke. This is a really funny sk- sketch where the, the, this apartment's all messy. And this guy's girlfriend comes in and she, she wakes up her boyfriend and she's like, you need to clean this mess up. And he goes, wait, let me show you something. And he puts the, the garbage on top of the coffee table and he goes, now all we have to do is go to sleep and we wake up, it'll be gone. And then she's like, are you kidding me? Cause she's the one who's cleaning all the right. trash. <laughs> That's kind of what it's like. Yeah. They, they just wake up one day. They walk in the cafeteria and there's food. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, would, I don't know where it came from. I would add also unemployment is very strange. I, I've been on unemployment. I don't know if you guys have ever been on unemployment before, but oh, you yeah. get, you, you lose your job, you sign up, you start getting a check, 500 bucks a week or whatever. But if you get a job that's going to pay you 400 bucks a week, you lose your 500 bucks a week. <laughs> yep. yeah. So there's incentivizing you to not get a job. Yeah. And these are the people now that are out there. They're probably on unemployment because of COVID. A lot of people encouraged it's, to not get a job. It's, it's worse than that. When I was on unemployment, I was a, I worked a job that was essentially sales. It was fundraising. And so it was commission based, but that meant that the unemployment I was eligible for was dramatically lower yeah. than what I actually earned on average. And so when I was ta- on the phone with the woman, she said, you know, have you looked for work? And I said, I have. And I was like, I have a question though, because there are jobs I could get, but they pay so much less than what I used to make. And like, I'm getting paid well. And she goes, no, 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 stop, stop. Don't take a job that pays you less. Stay on unemployment. And I was like, why? And she said, when we get people who take a job that pays less than their unemployment, they quit the job, they lose the job. You need to make sure you can maintain your standard of living. Otherwise, you'll be back on unemployment. That's actually a good point. If if you if you have a base requirement, if you have a car payment and and a mortgage or a rent or whatever, and your unemployment's covering it, and you find a job that will pay you, but it pays less than your, your necessities... She was basically saying, we can't have that because then you'll be homeless. You'll be in trouble. But that still creates this problem where it's like, okay, I'll stand on employment. I won't find it. I won't take the job. And I feel like, what do you do? I feel like Milton Friedman talked about that kind of stuff. Um, I'm not super uh, well read on, uh, on Austrian economics and stuff, but that's something that (laughs) libertarians do talk about is, is um, when you have government, provided uh safety nets and stuff if you're if you're making uh you know if you're making five hundred dollars a week from the government then you're not going to get a job for 450 or for four four hundred a better a a better way to put it is that it creates a tendency yep maybe most people would say i'd rather work because work is fulfilling but maybe just enough people get trapped and then you create a trap where you gradu- you gradually catch more and more people and it gets worse and worse and worse i think that's the biggest problem is the fact that it becomes a trap where people, you know, if you're getting $500 a week, 
to to start something on your own that's actually above board that you're going to be you know unless you're doing like a side hustle that you're not telling the government about but like if you're going to start something on your own then people get used to making a certain amount of money so even if you can cut back and survive on 400 there's not a whole lot of incentive to do that right you know just to get off the government handout so, so what do you think about ubi universal basic income uh there again that's something that that milton friedman uh had talked about uh and there is a libertarian argument if it gets rid of all other entitlements yes it's something that i think that you know may be worth talking about but that was you, yang's position yeah, and yeah. If and that you know, I I I didn't hate on Yang at all. Uh, I liked him. I think UBI. I'm not a big fan of it, but I thought he has a very comprehensive policy across the board. I like him, except for the fact that he was a Democrat, and, <laughs> and it's not and it's not because it's not because there's anything wrong with Democrats. It's because of the official DNC right party. It's not that he's a Democrat and has the you know uh, would like Democrat policies it's because I believe the DNC official is corrupt and I can, bad you know I can give you one simple so. reason why you don't vote for Democrats you, you can get a moderate Democrat to come out and say I agree with everything you said 100% and I will put forth bills and I will agree on all of those things and guess what when Nancy Pelosi says we're impeaching Trump they yeah. go okay yeah so you're empowering Pelosi and Schumer and you know I, I look at these moderate Democrats who won in 2018 and the meme idea I like to use is the Lord of the Rings, you know, cast cast it into the flames. You've no. got uh, Azildur holding the the one ring and it says orange man bad. <laughs> and they, they promised they would cast it into the fires if you just got them to Mount Doom. Yeah. And then once they were there, the moderates yelled, cast it into the flames. And no. no. And they walked out and they went to impeach Trump. The orange man is bad. I, I, it's such an idiotic guy. It's, so, it's awful. So uh, that, that's that's that's. Uh, so that's when I was like, you know what? You can't vote for him. Even yeah. if even if you do like, I, I really liked Yang and I really liked Tulsi and I, I don't agree with everything Tulsi has uh, on her, in, in terms of her policy positions yeah. or Yang either when it comes to UBI specifically. specifically, I just thought Yang had like the most comprehensive list of plans that I, I've seen in a long time. I'm a big, I'm a big 2A supporter. Um, and that for me is. Yeah, uh, he was, they were both gun control. They're both bad. And I've changed, I flipped on that completely yeah. because of the riots. Yeah. But, and then. I've always been kind of a pro two A guy, but the the fact that there's so many people that are you know purchasing guns and I don't know if you tried to buy ammo, but it's a nightmare. Oh man, it's, it's gone. Possible. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Gone. Um, and I've taken you know I've got I go to I go to classes every single year. I'm one of those guys that's like if if I talk about guns, I'm I try to go down the four basic firearm safety rules, you know, and and I really advocate people getting out and training, and I put up video of me training so that way people see that I'm not just talking about it, which I think there are too many people that do that. Like I actually walk in the walk. Um, and if you could give me a Democrat that would just say, you know what? I think that the second amendment means what it says. And that's something that I'm really not going to worry about. I'm not, I'm not pro gun control. I could look at Democrats completely different if they, you know, if there was someone that was like, Oh, the second amendment means what it says. But did you, did you ever read the uh, the original text of the first draft of the Second Amendment? Um, I don't know. Maybe not. I know that there but were multiple drafts and there were different places that they put commas and stuff like that. So let me let me let me see if I can find it. So um, I think it's in Wikipedia. Maybe we can't. United States Bill of Rights. I don't know if I'm able to find it, actually, but there were 17 
before we should get those printed up and put on the wall that the original really the original 17 it was like yeah. the 17 articles i don't think i'm gonna be able to find it in this because you want to google do you want to search it no page? no it's on wikipedia it's a list but i'll, I'll just tell you basically the original text mm-hmm. specifically said that uh, a person who res- who doesn't want to join the armed forces still has the right to bear arms oh really they got rid of it, I think, because they were worried that it would ban conscription or something like that. Yeah. But right now, one of the big arguments we see we see from the left is a well-regulated militia. The government's supposed to regulate it. And it's like, that's not what they meant. That's not what they And the original text said something like, this will not be, I, I don't have the exact language pulled up, but it was something like a, a person who refuses military service, you know, still retains their right to bear arms. Yeah. Because what they were trying to make sure of, you know, just because someone wasn't going to be in a militia. They can still have a gun. Yeah. The the idea that considering the Constitution is a a document that expressly gives power to the government, and then the Bill of Rights is a list of things specifically off limits to the federal government. If you take the context, if you look at it from that context, there's no prior restraint or no prior limitation to what a person is allowed to own. And I hear some people arguing that had the DC versus Heller case created a freedom or something like that. Hmm. Um, what's what's the case? The DC versus Heller case is about whether an individual has a right to own a gun for personal protection. And the, the, the court found, yes, they, the individual does have a protected right to own a gun for personal protection. And, it's it, it's fairly simple. Um, the people that are that find uh, a, an issue with gun control or find an issue with the Second Amendment and they, that are pro gun control, the way that they approach it is that the government has the authority to give you rights, hmm. and your rights come from your humanity. Your the government doesn't have the ability to give you a right. They can give you an entitlement. So if you the right to health care is actually an entitlement to the government paying for your health care. To the people. Yeah. Not because the, the people have to supply the resources and the labor. Exactly. So, but there's, that brings in the, the argument of positive versus negative rights. And, and I don't think positive rights are actually rights. They're I think not really rights. Yeah, yeah. Negative rights are the only rights that can, this is, cause you've talked about going out in the woods and, you know, you have the right, you can say whatever you want in the woods cause, you can say it and no one can stop you. You you can build a you can take a, a stick and turn it into a weapon to, you know, because no one can stop you. But the actual well, having to do something for someone else is where is where the d- problem. So, is. yeah. So the way I usually explain it is if you want to figure out what your rights are, strip naked and go in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Anything you can do is your right to do. Yeah. That's fair. You can defend yourself. You can create a weapon. You can scream all you want Lift. and you're naked. You can take a dump. Um, <laughs> once you start imp- imposing on other people, like taking yeah. a dump in their water, you got problems. But uh, so there's no there's no doctor. Mm-hmm. You have a right to health care. Oh, OK. Tom, yell, yell at the grizzly. See if he'll come fix your wound. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to happen. That was reading about positive and negative rights. And the easiest way to explain it is that a negative right to life means I can't kill you. We all have that in this country. Mm-hmm. A positive right to life means that if Ian tries to kill you, I'm obligated to save you. Hmm. Or if you're hmm. dying or injured, I'm obligated to save you. I hmm. must do something. That's not. A right. You have no right to someone else's life. And I think that's the big difference between authoritarian and, and libertarian. Yeah. Or I, I shouldn't say it's one of the it's, I, sh- I should say it's one of the big differences when they say health care is a human right. 
what they're saying is the labor of a class of people belongs to the people. Yeah. It's socialist. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a human right. You can't force someone to do anything. Yeah. So what, what, what's going to happen? You're going to go to a, a, a hospital and be like, I try, I try asking my, 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 my lefty friends this. They have no answer and they just kind of just dance around it because they can't. If healthcare is a human right, what would happen if, what would you do if you went to a hospital and the doctor said, I refuse to treat this person? Do you just point a gun at them and say, do it or else? That's, I mean, what that, do you do if they say no? You, yeah, I mean, you're, you're in a position where you, you can't do anything without violating their rights. Yeah. You know, you can't force someone to do something without violating their, their innate right to say, I don't want to. If, you know, maybe the NPC people just uh, have no individuality. Well, and so they don't, they don't care to lose it. The, right. When it comes to rights, like we, I think people should have a human right to the internet right now because it's technologically simple. So if medicine was simple, if it didn't take you, you or any other person, if I could walk into like a DNA replicator that would just heal my body back to full, then everyone should have a right to that. I think. I well, think so, you so, could, good. No, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. In the world where we have post-scarcity technology and everyone can be healed. It's like, a totally different argument. Right. Yeah. It's so, so different. So like a right to the internet now because electricity is so free and cheap for the most part that it, it, we can gain new rights, human, basic human rights, I think. I, I don't know. I think that I disagree. And I think the reason I disagree is because to have a right to the internet would imply that you have a right to a connection to the internet that has to be built by people. Mm-hmm. Maintained um, by people. Maintained by people. Electricity. You have, yeah, there's a lot of things that go into it. You have the right to access the internet. Yes. yes. So yes. you have, you have the right to access healthcare. You have the right to access a gun to defend your life. The, the right to defend your life is innate regardless of whether or not you have a gun. I'll tell you what, if man. I atta- if I jump across here and I attack you, right, you have the right to defend yourself empty-handed, right? Yeah. Um, if you had a gun on you and I was threatening your life, you have the right to use that gun to defend your life. It's the defending of your life that's the right. And then the protection afforded you in the second amendment is that the government cannot prevent you from, from using a tool or whatever tool you find best will help you defend your life. So the, the second amendment covers knives. It covers nunchucks. It covers bows and arrows. It covers anything yeah. that, that's a weapon. That's, it that's covers why it's warships. It does cover warships. <laughs> I, with I, cannons. I, I love this <laughs> argument from the left that they're like, they, they, they expect you to have a musket. I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen this commercial. Where an angry guy storms into an office and then he aims the musket and fires and then starts, you know, he puts the gunpowder in and starts stuffing. Everyone runs away. And they're like, this is what the founding fathers were talking about. And I'm like, dude, Corsairs and privateers were a whole part of this thing for hundreds of years. You had dudes who privately owned warships that would sink government vessels. Second Amendment covers everything, dude. I want tanks. Yes, me too. Well, tanks are legal. Tanks are are legal. And I remember there was some guy who tweeted... You can't own a tank, dude. And then it was actually this, this, it was a lefty, like a progressive who was like, actually. And they wrote a story about a dude who owned a tank and was firing a full auto 50 cal into it, into a lake on his property. And the police got a call because they hear, the cops show up, pull up and they see this kind of tank into his lake. (laughs) And then he stops and he takes his headphones off or whatever and he waves and they're like, it's your property? And he goes, yeah. And they're like, carry on, sir. And that was it. Like, it's not legal. Like, be like, man, on you. what are you, what are you blowing all that money for? Come on, you know, man. Bah, 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 bah. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. I got <laughs> like good fun. news for you. 
now that the, the, the progressives have shifted the, the argument from negative to positive, healthcare being a human right, if we have a right to access something, if our rights are positive, then the government is obligated to give us all guns. I know. You know, you'd think. You'd, you'd, you'd think. If only it worked out that You get way. a voucher. And then you go to the to Department of Gun Services yes. and you, you show your voucher and it's good for one long gun. We all know how crappy that gun would be. I know. That's oh, true. yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> I don't know a lot about guns, but it would probably jam all the time. We can talk later. I know, yeah. I know a lot about guns. What's for a sure, really yeah. crappy gun you think the government would give if they had to give guns? Uh, well, I mean, if they had to give guns, they've got ARs now or M16s now. So um, I guess would, they would, would give those, but they probably wouldn't be. In, would, in proper would, working order, it yeah. would be a. It would probably be a government manufactured, low quality, low high caliber. Points. High points. What is that? It's garbage, and I'm sure there are people watching <laughs> now that are like, "Yeah, that's what the government give." The high point. <laughs> high point is it's. Uh, but if it's the only gun you got, it's the only gun you got, man. I'm, I'm not trying to dog it's a on gun. The high yeah, it right. is a gun. It yeah. is a gun. Yeah, so. I mean, man, since since uh, the riots. You've got, I don't know, did you hear about this? A mass ac- historical exodus of police in Seattle. That's something that I think that, uh, that I was kind of hoping that we would talk about is I think that there's going to be a lot, there's going to be a significant increase in violence in, in cities all over the country because cops ain't having it. They're just like, yeah. man, you do you, yep. you know, yep. I, 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 and I'm, a, I'm afraid for what that means for your average person that just wants to go and, and live their life. But like, you know, I, I'm not in any rush to see New York City look like it did in Taxi Driver. You know, that or was in June. <laughs> in June. <laughs> yeah. Or just a yeah. couple months ago. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Right. It's true. I know people that live in New York that, uh, you know, they're like, man, you know, there's there's some some wild stuff going on. And, you know, <clears> you <throat> gunshots just hanging out in brooklyn and and stuff and it's and, it's worse than people know i've been yeah. i've been hearing some stories man i i and i'm I, sure that they're not publicized on big media you know check, check it out if 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 you're walking on the street in new york and someone punches you in the face is that news if it's rick moranis it is. if it's rick yeah. moranis it is news. <laughs> for regular people it's not no. and i was just talking to some guys and they were saying like in minneapolis and it, it was crazy this guy was like we were talking about crime and defunding the police, and then he just stops and goes, "Oh, hey, did you hear so and so got got punched in the face?" And they're like, "What? What? What? Just randomly punched in the face?" It's like, "Wait, wait, wait! You know somebody's walking down the street, someone punched him in the face? Yeah, and that's not normal. No, it never happens. It's not news. New York Times not going to come out and be yeah. like another woman was punched. But apparently, attacks like this are are happening in, in a bunch of these cities, and the cops don't care anymore. So in Seattle, I think the number is 118 have ju- have quit the force." And, and probably dozens more are doing blue flu, right? Where they call in sick all the time and they're, they're using their pay, their leave until they can get close to, to retirement. So this is from, uh, KTTH 770 up in, I think it's in Seattle. I forgot the guy's name. Jason Rance, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love him. Yeah. And he was saying that they, they looked into it. They checked the numbers and this is a historical exodus from the police department. Like this number is ridiculously huge. And there, and response times for 911 calls is up to nine minutes. Nine minutes. What? So, so here's what, here's what I was thinking. If I'm going to be in a city where they tell me I can't have a gun, I can't protect myself. And then they're telling me the 911 is not going to be able to get to me for 10, nine, 10 minutes. <laughs> Leave the dead. city. Yeah. I, what's, what's that saying? When seconds matter, the cops are minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. So I left the city. Yeah. I mean, I, so I lived in New York and I lived on that street where that black supremacist killed those two cops. If you remember yeah. that story. And that was when I was like, oh, man, I probably shouldn't live here. I went down to Miami for a little bit. When I came back, I went to the Jersey side. Then someone planted bombs in Jersey City and in Manhattan. 
And that was crazy. And I was like, I really want to go. Like, I can see the tensions escalating. So I moved to South Jersey. Now I'm in the suburbs on the other side of the river from Philly, which is not that big. And I'm like, everything's fine. And then the riots happened in June and the helicopters were. We could see them. Yeah, yeah. And the sirens too. And I was like, I'm in the middle of nowhere. What is this? So now you I'm, thought you were in the middle of nowhere. Now we relative are. for me growing up in Chicago, yeah. in the city, people like whenever I say I'm from Chicago, they're like, oh, which suburb? And I'm like, no, no, no I was in the city. Yeah. yeah. So now like the suburbs are the middle of nowhere. No, nah, not good enough. They crossed the bridge. And I'm like, why? Yeah. They were purposefully coming. They actually came to my sleepy suburb town. And I got an email notification from people where like the next door app. And they were like, why are they coming here? We that was when nobody. you were. That's when Carl came over and you guys were doing that. Uh, no, 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 no. no. No, the, the all event? this. Yeah, that, that was last year. Okay, last well, year. I'm talking about the riots now that happened okay, in June. Okay, okay. Like, people were like, yo, why are they coming to our suburb for this? Yeah. Like, why? Same thing happened in Chicago. But yeah, the, the event I did with, uh, with, with Sargon. That was and, in, and, in Southern Jersey? So it was in Southern Jersey. It was in Pittman. And, and this is, this is hilarious because these Antifa people came from far away from like Brunswick or whatever, yeah. from, you know, half an hour north of, I, I lived there. Like, I literally lived about five miles from the theater. And they were like, we don't want these people coming to our town. And I was like, dude, you came to my town. I live here. I'm putting yeah. an event with my friends. And that, that was where they called Daryl Davis a white supremacist. Yeah. God, <laughs> what a ridiculous, what a ridiculous development. I, I could know, I not it. believe it. Like there is, there are very few people that you can think of that have actually put more work into changing hearts and minds than Daryl Davis and some dumb, probably 20 year old kid, college kid who thinks, <laughs> who, who probably thinks, you know, Mao was all right. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm an, I'm a Marxist Leninist and, uh, you know, Daryl Davis is a white supremacist. And it's okay, like, dude. and he, he made a post about it. Yeah. So, so I think most people know who Daryl is, but he's, he's de-radicalized like 200 plus Klansmen and he's a black jazz musician. He's a, yeah. he's an amazing person. And he said he, he just wanted to talk to him to understand him. And that proximity and that friendship actually changed their minds and changed their worldview. Is there not a better refutation of the idea that you should punch Nazis than Daryl Davis? You're right. not going to convince like when you nobody punched the Nazi out of Spencer that day he got sucker punched. Mm -hmm. They didn't punch the racism out of him. Didn't work. Didn't work at all. That, that man is just as racist as he was before he got punched. <laughs> With different tactics. Yeah. 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 But Daryl Davis sits down and talks to people and Klansmen that, you know, will actually wear that dumbass outfit in public and he can talk them out of it. Did I just mess up by swearing? Is that But they I mean, like, seriously, like Daryl Davis talks people out of being Klansmen and befriends people that were racist, racist. Dude, his, his stories are amazing. It's amazing. He, he, like that one story he has where he met this, uh, this, this Klansman. And a lot of these guys just never actually met or interacted with a black person. And when he was talking to this guy, the guy was a big fan of rock and roll. And him being this musician who had, had access, he's like, I can get, I can show you this famous car. And this, 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 this racist guy, this white supremacist is like, like you, what? you can actually get me. I can, you, you can sit in the car. He's like, oh. And then he went there and like, I, I'm probably, I'm probably ruining Daryl's story, but it was like, it was, it was so like, man, I was welling up when I heard it. He brings this racist guy. He sees this car from this rock legend he's always dreamed of. And he gave Daryl a hug. And he was like, that, 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 that shattered that racism in a moment. He was like, this guy is like one of the coolest, nicest guys ever to help me do this. Yeah. Man, I love, I love the stories he took. So we did that event 
and he told these stories and it was just like he got a standing ovation good for him. because but it wasn't this profound thing where he did this great deal of work where he's like writing down trying to figure out what to say he just sat down and said what up yeah and we talked he's and, just a person you know and then it was it was simply the act of trying to communicate with them that allowed them to understand their racist views didn't make sense yeah my favorite story was that he said, well, that was my favorite story, but in one of his stories, he said that he was hanging out with this clan member who stayed a clan member until one day he was at a meeting. He's, this, this clan guy told him he was at a meeting and he heard them saying all these things about black people. And then he stopped and thought, that's not like Daryl at all. I don't, this doesn't make sense anymore. Love it. And then he gave his robes to Daryl. That dude is amazing. Those Yo, stories are so cool. Is it true that he collected a bunch of robes? Yes. That is the coolest. That is the coolest, like, scalping racist. Just taking. <laughs> seriously. That's what it is. Taking it's souls, just, man. it's take, just scalping racist and taking that away from him and, and being like, they, they, that's the coolest. You know? They gave it. him their robes. Yeah. And then at this, at, at his events, he brings them and he shows them that's off. So cool. And he says, people often tell him to burn them and destroy them. And no he was way. like, no, no, no. this so represents cool. someone leaving and the victory. And it's like, it's, it's, it's like capturing yeah. the flag almost. Really it's like, neat. yeah, yeah, totally capture the flag. Absolutely. Yeah. Man. But, but it's, uh, you know, I think it's important to show that like his approach in receiving these wasn't in any way adversarial. Yeah. He wasn't like, ha now I've got your robe. He was like, wow, I can't believe you've given this to me. That's, 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 that's tremendous. That's, that's an amazing thing to do. Yeah. Antifa's not convincing anyone. They're really not. No, they're not. The, the kids that are out there that are getting into fights and stuff and, and, you know, uh, taking advantage. If you look at the, this is one thing that I, that I saw. You look at the, the mug shots of the people in Portland. Oh, and Douglas Murray said recently on a, uh, on a podcast, he said, if you look at those mug shots, those are people in chaos. Yep. You can look at them and yeah. see they're probably some type of mentally ill, you know, um, some kind of something like that, you know, and, and so you've got people that are taking advantage of, of them and getting people that are probably some, you know, probably mentally ill to go out and behave violently and act out and they're being you know, egged on by people that probably aren't mentally ill. Yep. And they're just using them. That's exactly what I've been saying. You know, like the Joker. Yeah. In, in the, in the dark night. Yep. The, the, the paranoid schizophrenic, two faces interrogating him. Batman's like, he, Joker preys upon paranoid schizophrenics yeah. like this. That I, is, that is so interesting and compassionate what Douglas is saying there. Because I think that is consistent. I was looking at it and I even asked some of my Twitter followers, I was like, is being this weird looking a cause or an effect of being an Antifa. And I, I think it is just a sign of chaos. I think the crazy hair color, I think the crazy eyes, yeah. I think they are a sign of chaos. And I think it's, it's good and it's right free, to be a little bit compassionate. Free about radicals. It. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. They, they don't really fit into any kind of culture. They're just kind of out there doing whatever. So I'll tell you what's, what, what one of the things that scares me is, uh, there's something I call the scaling problem. So the way I explain it is if, uh, Apple releases a hundred iPhones to a bunch of celebrities and 1% of them breaks. One celebrity goes, my phone broke. And everyone goes, oh, that sucks. If they release a hundred million iPhones to the public and 1% breaks, you got a hundred, you got, you got 1 million posts on Twitter of broken phones trending nationwide. And they're like, what is going yeah. on with these phones? What? But yeah. it's the same failure rate. Yep. So what happens when you have, you know, let's say out of a society, you, you end up with like 0.0001% of people or, or for every, every 100,000 people, you get one violent lunatic. As our population grows and expands, you start seeing yeah. more and more violent lunatics 
Then they become groups of violent lunatics. Then they start going around smashing and destroying things. Yeah. So what do you do? Especially when you have a, a, like a, a polit- uh, an exploitation of these people for political gain. Yeah. So then you end up with establishment protection. So you have these people who are going around clearly unwell. Yeah. You know, they're not all, they're not all with it. And when they smash things up, they're called peaceful protesters. I'm, I, I, what I don't understand is it's helping Trump. Mm-hmm. The riots are good for Trump. It's bad for Biden. They try to hide well, it. It's bad for Biden, but it's less bad for Trump. I don't think it's good for anybody. No, I think it's good for Trump. I mean, they're terrible for everybody right now. Seems like it, it politically, it's good for Trump. Yeah, like Maybe. of course riots are bad for everybody. But I'm, yeah. I'm saying in in terms of politics, I know people who were hardcore Democrat, and then the riots hit their town, and they became Republicans. Did Not even see? Republicans. They still hate Republicans, but they're like, but we need Trump to do something about this. Yesterday, Biden tweeted that or someone tweeted with his account that Trump is the reason for the economy falling apart. That is the most ridiculous grasping what at straws the thing. Heck? That's the, amazing. There are all these comments that were like, there's a pandemic, dude. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> bro, bro. Remember? <laughs> What's it? Yeah, it's pandemic. Hey, I got I got a little off topic thing I want to talk about when it comes to uh, tech censorship. Okay. If you guys are into it. Yeah, what's um, real quick, though, because we, we had a super chat. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, when a company's private, like mine's is private, the CEO has massive control of what they want to ban and block, and the, the board basically controls. Once the company goes public, it's their like their their owners become people. Yep. And so there's these three companies called Blackstone, State Street, and Vanguard, and they're these gigantic, the three biggest like investment firms in the world, and they own like eight percent of Apple. One of them will have eight percent of Apple, eight percent of um, IBM, eight percent of Microsoft, eight percent of so it's just enough to not seem like they have much influence, but the three of them together control about a third of all of the tech companies in the world, Facebook, Google. And I wonder if it's not so much a military, industrial, but there, there's like a financial... Information. Yeah. Info war. Info oh, wars. Interesting. <laughs> interesting name. Can you say that on YouTube now? <laughs> I don't know. That's why I did it. <laughs> is Susan, Susan Wiki Wiki going to come and, and shut yeah. you down for, for saying a yeah. name that can't be said? Yeah. So like why Facebook banned this uh, story about um, Hunter it, or in Twitter did too is because of the people that are funding the companies, not, not the corporate structure. I think, I think it's more just they're trapped in this establishment whirlpool. Where if it goes against the narrative, they're scared they'll get attacked, so they just go along with it. I don't. I, I don't think the beast has a head. It's running around like a chicken with its head cut off. Nothing makes sense. They're insane. They're just scared of each other. It's part of a system. That's I, it's a. It's 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 a bunch of people standing in a ring, all pointing a gun at each other. It's like a, a, a five, five million person Mexican standoff, and no one really wants to be in it. But they're like, if I don't do this, then I'll get shot. So I better point the gun at the next person. It's it's crab pot. This is people assuming that crabs in a barrel. it's crabs in a bucket. It, they're assuming that if they try to crawl out, someone will pull them back in, even if it's not true. They think it's the case. And I think it's correct. That there's no head to this monster. And I think people assuming there's a head is like kind of the root of conspiracy theories because it's often not organized. People are inherently disorganized. If you're, noticed. Lo- if you're looking to be accepted in a group, then standing up and saying, oh, I think that even just standing up and saying, I don't know, guys, I think you might not be on the on the right track. That's enough to get people to be like, ah, yep. yeah, yeah, you know, and so there's right. they're, they're they're scared. It's kind of like in Shaun of the Dead when they all pretended to be zombies, you know, <laughs> it's like nobody nobody knows who the other zombie is. So everyone looks like a zombie and it's like, I'm not a zombie. Are you a zombie? But if you ask, 
you're gonna get bitten by the zombies. Mm-hmm. So just pretend to be a zombie the whole time. Yeah. But let's 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 do super chats because right. we got yeah, we, 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 we got a good super chat right here. Oh snap! Dan IRL says Rudy Giuliani just dropped a teaser on the info he has on Hunter and Joe. Their links to corruption in Iraq, Ukraine, Russia, and China. It's damning. If true, Biden is a security threat. You want to look? Oh, we we can't pull it up. I right can't now. right now. All Sorry. right. Well, so we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll look it up. We'll, uh, yeah, I'll look into that. But make Check sure also if you haven't smashed that like button, if you're if you're listening, hang yeah, on. Yeah, do it. Give that like button a good old smash, and we're gonna read some more of these here super chats. Rudy. Let's see. Uh, Epic Toad Rage says, Tim, would you do a Trump interview live if he was willing? And a Biden one as well, though I'm sure his handlers wouldn't allow that to happen, of course. That'd be so fun. Of course I would. And a lot of Trump people would get really mad at me for some of the questions I would ask Trump. But then, kind of, but then kind of be like, OK, well, at least he's pointing out, you know, the media's lies. and the, stuff. Ch- the Trump people ain't going to show up at your house. That's right. Well, that, this, <laughs> this, 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 here's the thing, though. Like, this is the point I was making earlier. I routinely criticize Trump on, on, on various things. Like I, today I tweeted, it's insane for him to say that, uh, maybe it was yesterday when he was like, they didn't want to arrest him. It was 15 minutes and he was, he was gone. That's I'm like, so stupid. that's insane. You know, so and, and, and when he said we need retribution in that's reference to killing, dumb, but I don't have anyone trying to take my job from me. <laughs> I have people, I, you know, the worst I get from Trump supporters. What a, what, what a libtard. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like, okay. Yeah. Like, they just, they, I, it's, it, you ever see that family guy joke where he's like, the worst thing they have in Britain is drive by arguments. <laughs> and he's, yes. and then it shows like the British guy goes, I say, is that, you know, so and so? And he pull, he goes, pull up, pull up, rolls the window down and he goes, Hey, I disagree. And then he drives off. <laughs> that's, that, that's the gist of what I get for the most part from, from Trump supporters. Yeah. They'll, like, they'll post something saying they like, Oh, Tim's dumb. I disagree with him. Uh, the left is like right. posting lies about me, posting They're pictures of family. You. I get, I get death threats. Well, yeah, yeah no, of course. Right. Yeah. It's like the worst possible thing you could possibly get P- yeah. posting my address. Yeah. It's like, okay, these people are absolutely insane. I, the place that I bought, like I was, I told you about my, I got a place in the woods and stuff. My place is so in, is in the back of my lot. 48 acres and way in the back and tucked away because of stuff like that, because people are just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And, and they're, they're nuts. You know, the, the stuff that people on the left say and, and as if it's, it's acceptable, you know, so. this, this is why when Trump did the town hall with Savannah Guthrie, all she did was yell at him the whole time Yeah, because she, they, they all know conservatives will roll their eyes and grumble. And the left will send death threats. Yeah. So they try to appease the left. Mm. That's 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 all that's all you're really going to get. I'll tell you what. And they won't go after Biden for the same reason. Yeah. I'd love to ask Biden to dis, to, uh, to disavow Antifa by name. I just couldn't believe that they didn't say anything about about the uh, the fact that Twitter and Facebook, you know, snuffed the story. Yep. It, never mind. You know, the, the content of the story, because I understand that there's, you know, people are going to be like, oh, you know, that's, that's not true or blah, the blah, censorship. blah, whatever. But like, do you feel like these platforms should be doing this? And I said yesterday, I was like, this is the biggest story going on in the country right now. And there were people like, oh, it's a big, big story because Biden, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, just poo-pooing the idea. And I'm like, no, the idea that these companies are literally putting their finger on the scale of uh you know right before the the yep. uh the the election and stuff that's the story you know it's yeah. not it's not the story itself it's the story yeah. about the story exactly it's kind of interesting dr roller gator says give lydia yes. a raise Woo! heck yeah you Oop. knew dr roller gator <laughs> i love him dr roller gator for president man Daedalus says, if Joe was a serious candidate, she would have started her campaign a few years ago. One vote won't change anything. Several million differently smart people. Fair. <laughs> fair, fair. We have uh, three <laughs> people have now said, bring on Tom McDonald. I mean, I'm always down. Oh, you know, yeah, whatever. Fun. He's a cool dude. Do you know Tom? 
He's a uh, I got what is it, rapper? Is he's that, a rapper. I, so. he's I don't know if hip hop artist or rapper is the right yeah. way to. It's but, a new uh, genre of kind of a musical rap. Interesting. It's really it's good. Rap. It's a political. Yeah. It's political. It's 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 very it's, based. Tom McDonald. Yeah. Tom McDonald. Yeah, We're super good stuff. Now. I will. Uh, he's cool. Lowen Murray says, "Will Tim Red Pill fill into voting for what? Trump?" <laughs> no. I'm here to Red Pill anybody? Now I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Uh, I know a lot of people who are voting for third party. And I say, uh, absolutely. Do, you know, vote your conscience. My respect. You know Ken Bone? I do love Ken Bone. So, so he was famous from the, that town hall, I guess, with Hillary or whatever. Stole everyone's heart. Yes. And he announced he's voting for Joe Jorgensen. And then he tweeted, it's really telling that the left is attacking me relentlessly and the Trump supporters are being so nice. Yeah. The Trump supporters' response is like, vote your conscience, man. If yeah. Joe's the right person for you, you got to do your thing. You know what I mean? And uh, don't let us, you know, bully you. And the left is like, it's a vote for Trump. Yeah. It, it, the, 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 the hive mind kind of deal that's going on with people on the, on the left. And I get that you don't like Trump. Okay. I get it. It's like, fine. I, and I can understand why. And there's people are dying, Phil. Oh, God. They're dying. <laughs> I actually have groups of friends on, on Facebook that say, Hey, hive mind. As and then it used to be cute like two or three years ago, and now it's like really freaky. Really <laughs> now it's scary. To, yeah, like now they mean it. What were you saying? I interrupted you. <laughs> it, it, it's just it's it, it's mind blowing that 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 there are so many people that are just so like, oh well, this guy has to be bad because the TV and everybody that has respectable opinions is is saying that he's bad. So we so. got. Um, Matt Michalak says, in terms of California repealing state civil rights, wouldn't the federal protection still be in effect and supersede the state repeal? My understanding is yes, but it would require a lawsuit. Yeah. Ah. So it would have to be sued and then go up to the courts or, or the, or Trump would have to decide to intervene, which I'm sure Trump would love to do. But, but it's, it's on the referendum for, for next month. The so. only things that Trump loves to do is stuff that's culture war. He doesn't really know. I, I guarantee he has no idea about the policies that he's, that the Republicans have passed. Yeah. He doesn't. <laughs> he has yeah. no clue, no idea, but he knows that a UFC fighter likes him and so That's he gives right. him a call yep, yep. so it, it so being mad at trump it's you're gonna, being mad at the culture war i'm gonna i'm gonna give him a little Good bit point. more credit i think trump knows his agenda when he's talking economy bringing back manufacturing That's trump's fair. like here's what i want to do but i think in terms of what the republicans want to do for the most part john bolton is evidence he doesn't know anything yeah. Yeah. Because when he was coming in there, he was like, I don't, I don't know about foreign policy. I'm just here to make the economy work. They were like, bring in John Bolton. He's like, okay. Mm. And that was a big mistake. Yeah. Not only was it a mistake from the perspective of anybody who doesn't like war, the dude turned on him and wrote a book smack talking him. Yep. So it was a big mistake in a lot of ways. I don't fault Trump for not, ha for not understanding that political, you know, game and who these people were. But I do, I do think it's fair to point out he didn't know. Yeah. You know, and so when you get the more political bureaucratic, system republicans want to pass this bill trump's probably half the time going like i don't know what that is yeah i i feel like he's 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 like just shit posting his way through the, i think he might be right you know through the through the uh the white house man he's just through like life. yeah yeah you know he's just like ah whatever you know what you see happens. him tweet the babylon b no did he did he retweet the babylon the, b the babylon b put out a story saying twitter shuts down entire network to prevent spread of story which was like Half true, you know, like, know. Kind of. it, was a, it was a joke. Though. It was a joke, though. And uh, Trump retweeted it saying this had never been done in history. And then everyone started laughing, saying Trump fell for the Babylon Bee. But a lot of Trump supporters started saying it was 4D chess. And I'm like, come on, man. 
sometimes it's just slipping on a banana peel. Yeah, sometimes. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Trump can slip. But you know what? Totally I, but, but I'll tell you what. Sometimes Trump slips on a banana peel and does a perfect backflip. That he does. He does. He so, didn't know that. He didn't know that. He didn't know that a lot of the tumultuous issues going on in today's society have their roots based in critical race theory. Right. But it's he. But, on, he but someone on Fox News. Yeah. Said, "I'm calling on Trump to ban this," and Trump did it. Yeah. And he looked at it. He said, "Oh." That stuff's stupid. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine with me because it's, if you're going to go ahead and, and if, if Trump is the guy that's going to, you know, cut the, uh, the, the feet out from under critical. race, race, critical, critical race, race theory, theory yeah. then I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. You know, that's, that's, that's a big thing for me. I think the peace agreements are great. Withdrawing yep. uh, troops is great. No new wars is great. Yep. And the critical race theory. Yep. So I, I'll tell you what, the big difference between Joe Jorgensen and Trump for me is the critical race theory issue. Because, I mean, otherwise, Joe could have been a serious viable candidate for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I went and I saw her and I actually got to talk to her for a, a brief second. Um, and I don't know that she would make a great president, but <laughs> the Libertarian Party, the, the the ideas that libertarians put forward are good ideas, in my opinion. So. I agree. You know, I, 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 there's a lot of stuff Ron Paul talked about I didn't agree with, particularly religion and pro-life and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But I felt, and this is one of the reasons why I was a fan of Bernie in 2016, because I remember the Ron Paul, you know, was it 2008, I guess? The Ron Paul love revolution. Yep, that's when I that's when I found out who Ron Paul was, and that's when I was like, all right, this my, is my dude. It, yeah. was, it was really simple for me. He was just Dr. No. The government stepped back, shouldn't be doing these things, let people live their lives. And I was like, I like the idea of freedom. I didn't agree with him on a ton of things, but yeah. I thought if his only position was going to be, don't worry, I won't let the government do it. I'll be like, then what do I care about your opinions if you Doesn't don't let matter. the government yeah. impose them? Yeah. And then with Bernie Sanders, I, you know, I, I guess with Ron, you had this guy who'd been in office forever, who believed what he believed. He was a statesman. He was, he was serious and honest. And I saw that in Bernie Sanders. And then I saw that wash away from Bernie Sanders when he went on stage and started yeah. lying and playing race politics and then, you know, kissed the pinky ring. Yeah. So that's a shame. That's, I like Rand, too, because I think Rand takes after his dead. I think, you know, I mean, tell I, he might be unkillable too. COVID. You know, the lung, his lung neighbor. shot. Jeez, yeah. Dude. You know. yeah. Didn't he get like a piece of his lung removed? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. Man yeah. of steel. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's read another one. Uh, where where were we? Okay. 615 says, didn't know if you saw it, Tim, but on Crowder's live stream, he had Giuliani on, uh, Giuliani on last night, and he said it was Hunter who, br who brought it in and has Hunter's signature on the receipt of repair. It's all legit. Oh, wow. Really? If it's got, if, it, if they have, if they can produce. So that's the laptop, by the way. The receipt with Hunter's signature on it? I mean. Look, Occam's razor, it's simple. <clears throat> Hunter's a rich dude. He spilled coffee on his laptop or whatever. He brought it in, went to a Best Buy, bought a new one, and he's rich and didn't care and forgot about it. I was telling this story. When I was working for Disney, I had bought a brand new Surface. It was a couple couple thousand bucks. And I had it for like a week. And I was walking on the stairs, and I tripped, and it fell out of my hands and shattered on the ground. But I had a production budget. So <laughs> but I, I had a production budget. So mm -hmm. like that, I got a new one. Heck yeah. And totally forgot about it. And it's sitting in a closet somewhere. Broken. But also, with if he was on drugs or an addict of some sort, you, that destroys your memory. I yeah. mean, oh, from my yeah, personal absolutely. experience, if you're taking a lot of I'm just, drugs, I'm just, it seems likely. was my drug of choice. My memory was shot. Could you, simple things. I would literally forget stuff like that I brought a laptop in with personal information on. Yeah. It's that I'm just, dangerous. I'm just imagining absolutely. him. You know, he's sitting there and he's like, he's like, he's, he's looking at the crack pipe and he's like, wasn't I was supposed to do something today? 
<laughs> yeah, it's like an impulse. Did I? Even, words don't even form. And then he like his hand goes like type, and he goes, "Wait, what am I doing?" And like he probably Gosh. hates his dad and has like I don't want to assume, but he probably like is all resentful that his dad sure made him become does. a lawyer and like sent him all these prep schools and he just because he wants to party. This guy, mm-hmm. I got I got to issue a correction though because crack is, doesn't make you isn't a downer, so he wouldn't be Next acting all upper. slow about it. He'd be like, yeah, <laughs> and then he'd like start you know putting a jigsaw piece puzzle together or something. I mean, I He'd do, I do understand what weight. you're talking about, about losing memory. I used to drink too much, and, and there are significant portions of of the early part of this or the last decade that were just kind of fuzzy. Mm, it's sad because it'll be like little things like for calling your mom on her birthday yeah. or something. Oh, and you man. just like don't even remember that it's her birthday. Yep. Oh. Drugs are bad. Yeah. Drugs are bad. Boozy is probably worse, but yeah, so. I agree. The, the, the evangelist says... Literally listened to six on the shuffle. I love this timeline. I figured you would know that. Yeah, there we go. Six. It's a it's a song that was on Guitar Hero two. Oh, nice. It's one of our it's one of our bigger songs. Oh, cool. Cheers, man. Yeah, man. Check out my stream. I play it every night. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Shout shout out your shout out your stream, man. Phil that remains. I'm Phil that remains on everything. Yes. So if you want to find me on Twitter, on Instagram, I stream on Twitch Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Not this Friday, obviously, but. Uh, and I sing songs and I've heard of your band. Cool. But I, I know you for your, your, your politics mostly and your commentary from That's social okay media. Too. I, I've been watching your stuff since pos. I mean, I'm not sure when you started Timcast, but I started watching a lot of YouTube around 2008. Oh, around, wow. around Occupy was, and stuff was, like that. I was, I was streaming during Occupy. I, then I went to Vice. Yeah. Then I went to Fusion, which Fusion was kind of a golden handcuffs period where yeah. like they didn't let me do anything, but they paid me a ton of money. And then I started my channel back up. When, when 20, you just 20, start? 20, 20, 2016 is when I started making videos, but 2017 okay. was when really ramped up. I definitely I, I had was vid- watching it 2016. Yeah. I had, I had videos from 2011 and they're like, Awful. Oh. Just, like, <laughs> really bad. Yeah. I wouldn't say embarrassing. I'm proud of all that stuff. I, I, like, I was a, I was working. I was doing the work. You know what I mean? We put out a record in 2002 that I really am in no rush to listen to. <laughs> what, what band? Yeah. All That Remains. When did you guys form? Like, what was the history of the formation? 1998. Wow. Nice. So I used to play. I used to sing for a band called Shadows Fall, which was a metal band that got around and, and done some stuff. Um, and they kicked me out because they wanted to get another guy that had become available. And so I had started writing riffs for a band that I wanted to create when I was in Shadows Fall because I was singing in that band and I wanted to play guitar again. So I started writing stuff and they kicked me out. And so it's like, oh, well, I got all these riffs. I might as well start a band and put together a band and put out our first record. We recorded in 2000, actually came out in 2002. Uh, then we put out another record in 2004. And then the record that kind of broke us was a record called The Fall of Ideals that came out in 2006. And that had, uh, we had a song on the Saw 3, I believe, soundtrack. Oh, cool. It's the second, if you watch the movie, it's the second song during the credits. So it's at the end. And we had a song in Guitar Hero, which really did really, really well because it was really hard. So it was like the second hardest song in the game. So cool. on expert, I kids were really, just drilling it into their heads. I used you know? to be really good at Guitar so, Hero. I was bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> it it kind of annoyed me, though, because I've been playing guitar since I was a kid. So yeah. I was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. On, I'm just going to play the song and turn the music on. You know what I mean? When Our guitar player, he, he started playing Guitar Hero. Kids would come up on the bus and they would beat him. And then he was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not... 
having any of that. Like <laughs> and so he, so he, it, he didn't just, he didn't like stop playing. He just sat down and practiced and practiced and practiced and so, practiced until we so could great. do that. I love when, it. Get through it. When I was a kid, I learned for the most part by just playing the songs I wanted to play. Yeah. That's Guitar Hero. But I could actually play the guitar. Yeah. So when Guitar Hero came out, I got good at it. And I was just like, I can actually play the song though. Like, you guys want to jam? And you then know, we would just like, just go jam. You know, they have a, a game called, uh, what's it called? Guitar. It's guitar where you smooth? actually plug your guitar in. Guitar yeah, you're actually playing yeah. on your guitar, playing yep. songs. That's the coolest thing that I've That's seen. That's very cool. Yes. It's like karaoke. It's super guitar. cool. That's neat. When you guys started, what city were you in? Uh, we're from Western Massachusetts, so Did, Springfield. Did you yeah. send out a Craigslist ad? How'd you find everybody? It, we were, We were, so... I started playing, it was a scene, very much a scene. So like the same people were showing up at the same club every Sunday, right? That, that was when, when metal bands and stuff you could play, you knew Sunday nights were, were the local shows. There was a guy named Scott Lee who's still involved in, in producing uh, shows and stuff. Um, and he was the guy that kind of the, the scene followed. So it was at one club and then he went to another club for a couple of years and another club. So it was, we we just knew a bunch of the same people and a lot of bands that are from the area kind of had different people that tried different bands. So there's a band called Kill Switch Engage. You might have heard oh, of them. Oh, yeah. They're from our area. Um, Shadows Fall, uh, All That Remains. Uh, there's a band called The Acacia Strain. Uh, there's a band called Unearth that's from Massachusetts. And there was a lot of the same dudes playing in different bands with different people, you know. Um, so it was more a situation of being like, Hey, uh, what are you guys doing? Oh, well, you know, one guy, two guys quit our band, so we're kind of not doing this band. Well, we got these hmm. guys, you know, we got this going on, and I filled in playing guitar for uh, Killswitch Engage before they were Killswitch Engage. They were a oh, band cool. called Aftershock, and I played guitar for them for a little while, filling in, and uh, our guitar player, Mike Martin, used to fill in for Unearth, and, you know, there was a bunch of that bouncing around of incestuous relationships between the bands. Right it was really, really cool to be there. And kind of be a part of that at the time because bands like Killswitch and us and, and Lamb of God and, and, you know, Unearth and stuff, they really did make a mark on the metal scene. And it's cool to be, to have been part of that, to see it, you know. We got a very important super chat. Oh, boy. Okay. Daniel says, your guest reminds me of the Master Chief from Halo. Can your guest please say, I need a weapon? I need a weapon. Have you played Halo? Oh, I know John. <laughs> John 117. I know John. I know Spartan 117. Yes. For sure, man. I, I read the I read the the books about the Halo books. So, I was into that that kind of stuff too. So, right I believe on. you would need a weapon, yeah. So, so all right, here we go. Yaroslav says, "Libertarians can't be against borders. Libertarians are for private discrimination and freedom of association. And there is no freedom of association without freedom not to associate." Meaning lots of borders, especially private borders, with love from Russia. Interesting. I could see it. Fair. I, I understand what he's saying. Yeah. There you go. Here we go. Uh, six, 615 Bass says, I believe Giuliani showed the receipt on stream Sick. and said the repair shop owner would absolutely be able to ID Hunter. Gotta look it <laughs> wow. up. We'll see what happens, man. Uh, it's going to be a fun month. It's huh? going to yeah. be interesting. <laughs> Oh, we're going to need to make like a month's supply of popcorn. Bags and bags of it. Yeah. <laughs> I just ordered a bunch. Yeah, we have All right. a bunch. All right. Let's see. Let's jump down some super chats here. What do we got? Here we go. We've got a bunch of big ones. Oh, snap. Isaac Hillstrom says, please mention the book, The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels by Alex Epstein. Oh, interesting. It's a great book about how fossil fuels have saved the world. Give it a chance. Very cool. Without, uh, without, uh, 
petroleum-based fertilizer, we wouldn't have all the uh, food that we make that we That's give away for a lot of people. Point. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, people point. don't realize how, like, plastic isn't just, like, I mean, uh, petroleum isn't oh, just in your... Just keep going. We're good. No, we're good. We're good. Right? Um, yeah. Petroleum's not just in in your you know in your your car. It, mm-hmm. Like it's in all the plastics and all the stuff. Every like plastic thing. Petroleum. The idea of leaving petroleum in the ground ain't happening. Insanity. That's no. not happening. We could probably Agreed. replace it with something. I think could be gradually. Maybe. Yeah. Like salt water or something. I don't know. Maybe. We're, we're we're officially in premium listener territory because the internet Ooh, cut out. Fancy. Ooh. So now anybody hearing this, you can only hear it on, Maybe on the podcast, iTunes or something. Yeah, on iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Good. I don't. Uh, know whatever. We'll uh, we'll read a couple more super chats for those that put the super chats in, but we're not online anymore. Keep so super you know, it is what it is. They can hear it on the podcast. Yeah, you can hear it on the, hear it on the podcast. Uh, so Cian Davies says, Harry is still a prince. His title is mm. Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex. Mm-hmm. The title he no longer has is, is His Royal Highness. Oh. oh. Yeah. Okay. His Royal Highness. He doesn't deserve Prince it. for life. Yeah. Stephen mm. Gann says, you'll probably have something on this tomorrow, but recipient has confirmed Biden emails. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I am extremely Whoa. interested in hearing what goes, what, what comes of this. My curiosity is going to be spicy. Love it. <laughs> All right, we'll just jump down because we got cut off from the internet anyway. So, Which oh, one? I think I think oh, we, snap. did we come? Oh, oh, oh. Did we come back? Are we know. back? I no, know. I don't think so. Something weird's happening. Whatever. I'll just read some super chats. It happens periodically because it's what happens when you move to the mountains. Saw a couple from it's, Ian. It's so great. John Nelson says, "Tim and crew, thanks for having Phil on to rock us Woo! with logic. Heck we yeah. need this. Yes. Yeah. Prop sixteen is on the ballot. And see, as you know, as a California resident, I reject this. We will not." California, America. Yes. I promise. That <laughs> being you, said, dude. what happens to the nation if 16 passes? Oh, man. My, my fear about Prop 16 in California is that they say what happened in California eventually happens in the rest of the country. I, 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 I don't want to live in a country where we get rid of, we go back in time and we get rid of civil rights law and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's not going to be fun. <clears throat> but uh, I but honestly don't know what happens. That was what Kennedy was the first person to use the, or the last person to use the national military in like a state dispute when he when he desegregated that school but wasn't that the national guard yeah he brought in the national guard oh maybe not the last someone was saying because nixon brought in the national guard into ohio yeah put down the uh but national guard doesn't doesn't qualify or doesn't count as military as i understand interesting Hmm. i think someone knows you jason broyles says tell my old friend phil i said hello jason broyles hi jason very cool is that someone you actually know uh the name is familiar i don't ah. know that uh Which i'd have to spot? there's a lot of people that if i see them but you I'll know, know a lot them. of people. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, i've met some people i believe it <laughs> yeah. yeah i believe it all right let's see what we got we'll do we'll do a couple more super chats i don't want the internet to keep cutting in and out so uh yeah i had access access on my computer cool right on Let's see. The quartering says, I love Trump. The quartering? Is that Jeremy? Quartering. Yeah. Is that actually Jeremy? I think it's actually Jeremy. Jeremy. Oh. <laughs> I like that guy. Bro. Jeremy, like that come dude. on the show. He yeah. works hard. Come on, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, the quartering, he says, I love Trump. B, he didn't know. Jeremy, what did, what did huh. you mean by that? What? We're going to have to have you on Mystery. the show. Explain <laughs> yourself. <laughs> he says, the quartering said, if you love Tim Pool but would prefer a man with a full beard, I have a channel. <laughs> His beard is divine. Jeremy, oh, that's great. I Uh, I really like his show. I I am sub to his uh, both both Midwestly and to uh, the quartering. Uh, Jeremy's a good dude. I think. I think. 
I th- well, all the comeback is <laughs> if you want a full beard, Jeremy's gonna have to come on this show in order for you all to get access to it. So, oh snap! So Jeremy, yeah, Jeremy, hit me up. Oh, and uh, we'll fly you out or whatever. Yeah, it'd be we fun. Set up. Uh, what what is this? Forty five thousand people on here now. Make it trend. Trump on Timcast. Oh, Trump snap. on Timcast. There it. we go. I want no, it. No, you know what? You know what Trump does? He, he invites it. people to come to him. Mm-hmm. You know, oh and, yeah, he yeah. Does, that, does that's he? what he does. Yeah. Trump invite Timcast. Rude says, "Have you considered having Ben Shapiro on your show Ooh. as a social liberal and him being a conservative libertarian?" I think. I believe a conversation between you two would be interesting. Speed of words. We, yeah, we, we we talked about that before. The, the the speed at which we spoke would be so fast that it might create <laughs> my freaking brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a black hole. Yeah, yeah. We we, we would travel through time. For you guys. <laughs> create a singularity. <laughs> you guys would end and just be starting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Back time. I can't switch for that. CD Saint says, I had no idea Phil was from uh, ATR. Let him know two weeks helped me get through a rough breakup. It was my uh, workout anthem. Two, two weeks, weeks helped me get through a rough breakup Heck too, yeah, homie. yeah, man. <laughs> Help me get through high school. Someone says, get Sargon on and the game is Rocksmith. Oh, uh, yes, that? Rocksmith. That's uh, it. Cool. Sargon's got an open invite. It's just, you know, COVID's Come made on, everything man. really difficult for international you fly over stuff. here. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Uh, Omega Knight says, the National Guard is military and most of them at this time are combat veterans. Yes, they are controlled by the governor of their state, but they are military. Interesting. All right. Let's see. Alexander Scarpecci says, Tucker Carlson confirmed the authenticity of the laptop on his show tonight. And all that remains is awesome. Reminds me of my days in Iraq. Cheers. Cool. Heck yeah, man. Black Lion Grunt says, Jews in New York for Trump 2020. Yeah. Sick. That to me was really interesting to see when they, when they were protesting, waving the Trump flags. Yeah. Like that's in New York. One of my, one of the mon- uh, moderators for my Twitch channel is a Jewish kid from, from Brooklyn. Super and, cool. Uh, He's super cool, and he is extremely not impressed with Bill de Blasio. Oh, oh I dude. believe it. My goodness. It's, it's I, I, mini tyrant. What's going on in there? You've got these hotspots, but the city is specifically going after the Jewish community. I can't even believe that they're, that they're behaving like that and getting away with it. Yeah. They're, I can't believe there's not more of an outcry from – from like the 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 ACLU and from nope. like you know I, because I, that, that's why I'm saying it's 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 this they're they're trapped they're like but we can't speak out Bill De Blasio is progressive it's like uh dude he's literally like you see the video where the cop goes up to the synagogue and he points he holds the camera in the window mm-hmm. and then looks at it to make sure they're not praying what is yeah unbelievable he he, he, he like puts the camera in the window and tries to see what they're doing inside yeah. the synagogue it's and like dude, nuts. Yeah. have you read a history book about what you're doing yeah, yeah, but it's it, it, incredible. I, for, for me you don't hear these stories like they shut down churches but they're going after the jewish people in new mm-hmm. york and and man what was it cuomo said you gotta stamp out the, the yeah hotspots. stamp out the clusters that's what he said Dude. <laughs> Weird rhetoric, bro. I don't like it. He was like, we have these hot spots, you know, and he's like, and I'm referring, he, he, I don't, I don't want to quote him because he, I don't think he said it in the same exact sentence, but he specifically calls out the religious community, the Jewish community. Then he says, we've got to stamp out these clusters. And I'll tell you what, out of the hot spots that are popping up in New York, most of the targets of his lockdowns were the Jewish, were the Orthodox community. So he's like ignoring some areas so a lot of people are kind of like, mm, what are you doing? I'm you know? very atheist, but I also am a, a very strong believer that when you start saying that a religion 
or people that believe a religion are the pro- or a problem or bad. To blame for something. That is really, really dark territory. Like we managed to dodge that kind of stuff at home after 9-11. Like there was some people that did stuff, but generally as a nation, we didn't turn into we hate the Muslims that are here in the U.S. Now, there's an argument to be made that we exported a lot of war to Muslim countries, and I get that. And that's, that is a, a reasonable argument to make. And, you know, it, it's something that, that should at least be addressed when you talk about this subject. But as a whole, the U.S. didn't really take out our frustrations on our Muslim communities here in the U.S. We shouldn't be doing that to, Christians that are going to church and we shouldn't be doing it to Jews. We should really protect people's right and and not just give lip service to protecting right. people's right. We should really protect people's right yep. to worship. Even though if you ask me, they're talking to themselves because <laughs> I don't believe in a God, but you still should be able to, or you, sh- you still need those protections because it stops being about, the God that they worship and just that group is bad is yeah. what happens here on earth. It turns into that group That's there bad. and it's, it's, it's just a way of tribal way for tribalism to sneak into. It's, it's, in it's actually space. really simple. Uh, it's the, the way they describe free speech. It's similar in this regard. It's that it's not that I think all speech should be protected, but that I don't trust anyone to determine which speech should exactly. be protected. That's reasonable. Exactly. Same thing is true for religion. It's not that I agree with their religion. It's just I don't want someone to determine which religion is the true religion. So we're going to step back from that one. Yeah. Yeah. It, so uh, Noah Poe says, fan of the show, Tim. But Phil, I'm also a fan of the band. How, how did you two become acquainted? It's actually... Um, I hound him on Twitter. It's Twitter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we just follow each other. <laughs> yeah. Twitter's great. Um, but uh, you're, you're pretty active and you, you, you put out stuff. I think I think what, what, what makes someone prominent on Twitter is being insightful. Having an, an opinion when something comes out and people go, Oh, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. And so you've tweeted a bunch of things where I'm like, Oh, I didn't realize that, you know, and then I end up following you for some reason. And, uh, that's why I was saying I know you more for your political yeah. posts and your commentary and stuff more so than the band. If people know me from Twitter, um, if people know me and do not have a negative opinion of me from Twitter, <laughs> it's because of my politics. Yeah. Uh, if people only know me from Twitter and have a negative opinion of me because of Twitter, well, that's probably because of my politics, too. Mm-hmm. So, John Smith says, Phil, have you seen 5FDP's new music video? I have not seen it, but I do know that Loudwire was not impressed that they had the sickle and hammer. So, oh, snap. So Five Finger <laughs> Death down. Punch, Five Finger Death Punch, uh, the guitar player Zoltan is uh, from Hungary. Oh, yeah, and that's right. And he grew up when it was communist Hungary. Yeah. He does not have a positive opinion. No soft spot. About huh? communism. Interesting. And... I've I I went and I I flew out and I filled in for uh for Five Finger for a couple of weeks one time. Um I haven't had some issues and he had to to go home so I went out and I did 2 weeks of touring with him and and sang for him. Two and weeks, huh? You know, sorry. it comes up a lot. <laughs> I know, believe it. It comes up a lot. It it, it happens. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, it's okay. Um but yeah, he and so me and I I mean me and me and Zoltan hit it off really really well and and you know, I got to pick his brain a little bit about what it's like living in in uh a communist country and there are similarities today in the United States with communist countries in cancel culture 
right? So the idea that you can go ahead and say, this person did this and we should all hate them on, on social media and get people mm-hmm. fired or whatever. That kind of stuff happened in communist countries. It's yeah. just that instead of like going on the internet, they called the police and the police just came and picked you up and yep. then you were never heard from again. And that kind of stuff actually happened. So the, it, to me, the scary thing about cancel culture isn't so much that people are going to say bad things about you on the internet, which can be a, a huge pain in the butt. I've experienced it myself, but it's the fact that there is that impulse in the United States to say, you should not be allowed to say those things. And I want there to be some tangible real world repercussions because you said something I don't like. Yep. And, and that's, then it keeps going. Yeah. Well, then I, then you said something I don't like. And then he said something and then mm-hmm. there you yeah. go. And it, it's scary to think that, that there's that impulse here in the U S among the population, because you guys have said this a bunch of times and you've heard it. Politics is downstream from culture. Yep. And if it's okay in our culture to say you're, untouchable or whatever you're a bad person and you shouldn't be allowed to have a job and no one should should listen to you and you should be uh, treated badly or whatever it's a small step to empowering the law to just pick you up for having a bad idea Dude, i feel the same way about imagery and words like the n-word and i hate even saying the n-word i feel like i should just be able to say the word and we should talk about the word if you're not you'll get ca- name call- i know if you're not name calling yeah. someone just you're able to dissect the concept same with the swastika. Uh, it's a concept. You, it's an ancient Indian, yeah. you know, religious. Well, we're Post not, it and talk about it. What's the deal? But we're not grownups. We're not really not. It's yeah. it's the people who are running these companies are weak, spineless. You know. Yeah, I do like the fact that uh, there's that. What is it? The the unwoke website where yeah. you can find yeah. people that are not like that. And there was something else that. There was something else that, oh, the the guy that uh, runs Coinbase, he came out and said that they're not going to, the long and short of it, I don't know what his statement was, but the long and short of it was people that have the the woke uh, ideology, that's not welcome at Coinbase. Interesting. Wow. And we will give you a severance package and let you go. If this is unacceptable to you. Good so he's paying people to leave. <laughs> Dang, that's awesome. Good. So Red Bull did something similar. John Smith says, says Yes. Yeah. John Smith says, Have you ever met Gerard Way? Uh Gerard Way. He's uh, uh Dater oh, oh. My Chemical Romance. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I have not met anyone in, in uh My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Alex Sears says, Phil, early ATR is the awesome. This calling gets me hype as hell. <laughs> Hearing your political beliefs makes me like you even more, my dude. I will check you. I'll check out your Twitch for sure. What is your Twitch? Phil that remains. Of course. Um, everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Phil that remains. Living Twitch. Super easy to remember. <laughs> remember. Right. Here's a good one. Uh, Dracel says, Tim, Hannity in 14 minutes is premiering an interview with the nodding woman during the Trump town. Yes. Oh, my God. I called her out I last night. Her. I was so Someone's annoyed. Like, you know the story, though. People were upset that she was <laughs> nodding. I was one of them. They were like. You were mad? Yeah. I, I was, was like, oh, I it's so it. annoying. <laughs> I was loving nodding. I, I couldn't believe that people were like, they were like so aghast that this, <laughs> this undecided voter 
had, had you know was nodding about something <laughs> the president so said. That's so funny. My entire Twitter stream was like <gasps> nodding woman out. for moderator, and I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. She'd be a good moderator. Hilarious. I was loving it. I was laughing. Yeah, that was. Funny. And but there were three women behind Trump, and at some point they all they were all nodding. Blue, good. white, yeah, yeah, blue, yeah. red, and black. Yeah, blue, red, and black pills. Yep, yeah. yep. the The woman with the red mask was nodding the whole time, and she was giving thumbs up. Nice. And I was just laughing. I'm like, this lady, like, she's perfectly framed right next yeah, to Trump. No, that's why I got bothered. <laughs> my, 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 my favorite though is the propaganda. conspiracy theory. There's a conspiracy theory. They think the producers did it on purpose. They did. Well, maybe. No, not. no, no one was. Well, well, she's a, she's apparently a well-known Trump supporter. She's an independent. She ran as an independent, I guess, but she's a she's a fan of Trump. She voted for him or something like that. So, so maybe, she ran? She ran as an independent, I guess. So like, what, what, for, for what office? For Congress, I think. Oh, okay. All right. I'm not entirely sure. That's why I don't, see. You know. Did she know she was in frame? I guess we'll find out on Hannity. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you gotta so. gotta watch, man. That's cool. Yeah. I, I just imagine some NBC producer swearing up like a, just a storm. Just, just a, <laughs> a continuous stream, stream of curses of just coming out of their mouth. I love it. <laughs> CJ Hansen, Hansen says, hey, Phil, the show was amazing in Sioux Falls and say hi to Wilco for me. Oh, okay. Great band. You played with Wilco? Uh, I think he's talking about Will Cow. Will Cow. Oh, Will Cow. Yeah, Will Cow. Okay. Andrew Will Cow. Oh, yeah. So. Eric Cecil says, tell Benny Johnson, Michael Malice, Andy No, Siraj Hashmi, Michael Tracy, Elijah Schaefer, Ian Miles Chong, Sticks, Sticks Hex and Hammer to check their DMs. <laughs> tell everyone. <laughs> I just did. You heard it here first. You know, everybody, if you're watching, check I love check Michael Malice. He's, oh, he's, he's great. That, that, that is a very smart man and he's hilarious. He Sharp. Really you know what I love? I love when he tweets in response to Trump, we don't deserve him. <laughs> it's perfect I love it. It's true. He's so the best troll. Yes. The, you heard about giving Michael Malice the, the controls of the libertarian Twitter account. No, no. Oh, uh, there's a There was a a, a poll or, or a, a uh, what's it called? Getting people to sign it. Uh, petition? Petition to yeah, get, yeah. to get, uh, Michael Malice, uh, to get him to allow to get the Libertarian Party to allow him to run their Twitter account. Oh, and I, I wish they would because he would just be nuking everyone. He that would, would drop so much fun. nuclear bombs that were just tasteless and just setting people, <laughs> setting people on fire. And mad. there is nothing more that I want in the world than Michael Malice to run the Libertarian Party's. Uh, yeah. Twitter account. It would he's, be the he's, greatest. He's one of the best Twitter accounts. He's the you gotta, best. You, got, really you guys got to follow Michael Malice. Yeah, follow yeah. Michael Malice. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna the, go the, talk to him Wednesday. I think. The, Do the, it. The ambiguous Trump replies are my favorite. <laughs> it's like, is he saying it's good or is it bad? It's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. amazing. Let's see. Mike Hex says, "Phil, have you spoken to Eric July? Also, uh, Tim, you should get him on. Eric July is great. I talked to him." uh on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, his band backwards is great. Oh, cool. Uh, he's great. Uh, I haven't, I'm not sure what you mean about spoken to him, but I, we chat back and forth or, you know, we'll talk to each other on Twitter and stuff. So. The other white nerd says, Supreme leader, Tim, what rights do you recognize in the nation of Pulistan? What oh. about the rest of the panel? Uh, I will tell you this. Cilantro, fennel, caraway, Anise gone. Yes. Anise gone. I yes. just ordered a bunch of fennel. You know, <laughs> gosh darn it, Ian. Oh, it was I just ordered a bunch of. Caraway. Oh, is that okay? Black licorice. Terrible. Yes. Gone. Get out of here. Get out. <laughs> I yes. back it. I got just got like a Fully, pound of. Fennel. You are officially vice chancellor. I'm in. I'm in. Cilantro's terrible. Fennel's yes. horrible. Caraway, caraway seeds gone. Get yeah. them out of there. Nonsense. A couple of rights I want to see: right to transportation, right to the internet. Okay, well hold on, hold All on. Right. 
But will you have cilantro on that internet? Right to cilantro. No! no! It cannot be taken away. You can stuff cilantro into a tube and Gosh, then put poop, poop water into the tube and it will filter it into clean drinking water. Is that, is that true? Or cilantro, yeah. That's not, that's not, that's yeah. not true. Yeah, it's that's a water true. filter. Cilantro right. can filter feces out of water, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's the third world. Look, just because something has a use doesn't mean that, that all the uses... Are good, mm. are good uses. We, we almost were going to make you. Great with tomato, by the way. We were also going to make you Secretary <laughs> yeah. of State with Until your that. free internet and transportation, but that cilantro thing. Cilantro. I don't know. Can't do it's it. It's a deal breaker. <laughs> Can't do it. What say you, Lydia? I say no pepper jack. Whoa. Oh, snap. I hate pepper jack. Outlying cheese is right. unacceptable. <laughs> Not all cheese, only pepper jack. Only all of their cheese jack. is fantastic, especially Gouda. It's in the name. It's good. Pepper jack, <laughs> not good. I'm just saying. What about you, Phil? Uh, uh, mandatory firearms training. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually <laughs> serious. I love government, it. government, government, uh, regu- uh, government granted guns. guns. Uh, no, not government granted guns, but government supplied ammunition. Yes, <laughs> excellent. Go. Yeah, whatever gun you want to buy. So that way you can go ahead and actually not be a schmuck with a gun. What awesome. about get training? Being able yeah. to build our own. Is it legal to build your own ammunition right now? It is. Yeah. Oh. Oh snap! You can make your own That's guns. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was going to so, ask that. How many 3D printed guns do you guys think are out there that no, are you undocumented? Can, you can machine your own guns. Oh, yeah, you can make your yeah, own. Yeah, you, know, you probably know the legalities better than I do. But Not can, enough. Can't Not you enough? just... Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's the one... There's like one part of the gun you got to register or something? The lower receiver. Well, it depends on which gun, but if you're talking about an AR-15, yeah. the lower receiver has to be registered. The lower receiver is the gun. It's the part that's serialized. So it's got yeah. a serial number on it. Okay. That's the... Uh, so what's, the what's, a, what's a ghost AR? A ghost AR is... So you can get... A an eighty percent lower, and what that means is it's a lower receiver that's not one hundred percent completed, right? So there's machining that has to be done. You get a jig, you put it in a, a drill press or a milling machine, drill out the bottom or drill out the part you got to drill out, and uh, then you can build that. I believe you can build like three or four guns a year for yourself without having to register them interesting there's no no paperwork or anything that you have to do i'm, I'm not sure about that i can't say that 100 percent. but it is it is a, a gun that you build yourself would be a ghost gun something that doesn't have a serial number on it what, what about a pipe shotgun you're seeing <clears throat> those those are illegal and i don't know really? what you're talking about he has Tim. no idea what you're talking about timothy <laughs> i have no he's clue seen, he's never heard of this i watched some ever. youtube video there's yeah. so the guns are the because of defense distributed, gun control is a moot point. Yep, that's right. absolutely three so, printed guns. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it's it is it is no longer that you can control guns. There are people in Europe making their own guns, making their own ammunition, Good. putting up videos of of themselves doing it on YouTube it's, and it's, stuff. It's not even three D printing. It's now uh, uh, consumer th- uh, at home machining. Yep. I've seen these machines. It's just you just put in the code and then it just machines. CNC machines. Yeah, yeah. Computer navigated cutting. Yeah, what they're called. And it's just you put in the code like a 3D printer. You get them at home and you can put the metal. You should in buy it. one of those CNC machines. They're great. Oh yeah, I knew a dude who used to make rocket parts because he he worked for a, a rocket uh, company. I love everything about this part of the conversation. This yeah. great conversation. We're like rockets. half an hour over and nobody rockets cares and, about rockets. And oh whatever. CNC Rockets and guns. Yep, yep, yep. Into yep. It. Yeah. Well, uh, we, we considering we are uh, over. We'll, we'll take a couple more super chats before yeah. we, we head out. Daniel Wokey Wolk, uh, says the Michael Malice petition was started by the Libertarian Party Mises Caucus. Mises Caucus. Mises yeah. Caucus. 
They are very much against wokeism. Check them out on Facebook. They're very, very good. Tom Woods is a, is a friend, and he's a, a good resource when it comes to the Mises Caucus. Awesome. I'll look him up. All right, let's see. Joseph Mathis says, I'm presently developing a new left movement that's rooted in realism. Check out anti-Marxist and realist philo- uh, philosopher Manuel de Landa. Good book to start with, A Thousand Years of Nonlinear History. Mr. Deal Folk says, shout out to Ricky Biden not knowing what to do with his hands at town hall last night. There you go. Oh, Bucko. Oh, that's it. Hi, kitty. We gotta go. Bucko's joined us. Yeah, Bucko's coming. He's yelling he wants because water. he wants food. He yeah. wants to cause trouble. So, really. so as most of you know, Bucko's a cat. Uh, yep. He was named for Jordan Peterson by uh, my friend Emily. And uh, <laughs> normally he comes up to us around 10 when the show ends and then, you know, you yells because he wants there food. There he is. You gonna shot a but, Bucko? Uh, oh, he's chilling. He's, 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 table, come, he's, he's come in here complaining because we were half an hour over and he's looking for people's water to steal. Unacceptable. So he's not Into the water. But, but uh, uh, that being said, okay, okay, Bucko, we're going we're gonna to chill. We'll get you some water we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up so uh phil you want to shout out your, your channels one more time uh come check out my stream on twitch it's monday tuesday thursday friday it's twitch.tv slash phil that remains and i am phil that remains everywhere phil that remains on instagram phil that remains on twitter uh i have a minds profile phil that remains that i very rarely go to parlor phil that remains um i just Basically, if there's a social media thing out there that I have, it's Phil that remains. And awesome. and, and I, I hear that you're in a band of some sort. So so good luck. Oh, yeah. Hopefully you guys make it. You I, know? I, I, would, I would. I would. I'm hoping to. I'm I hoping believe to. in you guys. <laughs> right on. Uh, but no, but for real. Thanks for thanks for hanging out, man. It's been Thank fun. You. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Parlor at Timcast. Check out YouTube.com/slash/Timcast and YouTube.com/slash/Timcast News for my other channels. I put up content like every hour throughout the day. We'll have clips up from this show tomorrow. We had like a, we- a weird moment where like the internet cut out, but we'll, we'll get that. We'll get those clips up. And of course, you can follow Ian. Yo, Ian Crossland, uh, everywhere on social media at your leisure. Yes. Indeed, and yes. of course, you can follow at Sour Patch Lids. Sour Patch Lids. L-Y-D-S. L-Y-D-S. And, uh, what's, is today Friday? Today is Friday. We just got a skate park built in the basement. So oh, I'm going to go, I'm yeah. going to be skating it's that tomorrow. Huge. It's amazing. Yeah. It's going to be great. We're going to start filming videos on it. So we're, 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 we're getting ready. COVID really slowed everything up, but we're planning on doing more crazy shenanigans and all that stuff. But, uh, we'll be back Monday. And I think our Monday guest is going to be epic. I'm not yes. going to say who it is anymore though, Gosh, because all the guests so fun, but the we, letters were all capital. E-P-I-C. Yes. Yep. We got a Epic. really great guest I for money. It. It's going to be slap like. Yeah, man. See, we, we've had like great guests and I'm like, here's what's coming. And then they cancel because they're like something happened or they missed a flight. And it's like, yeah. and then we told every. So uh, just get ready for Monday. Smart. You're going to love it. It's going to be yeah, fun. Man. Thanks for hanging out. And we will see you all then. Bye, guys.